Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Yo, it's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg, trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads. It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void, three black fans, different perspective, got to fill your voice, coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between, yeah, it's all that, and we're down with Fightful, better fall back, coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat, no need to double check, these are all facts, you're listening to us talk raps. You're listening to us talk craps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yo. Morning. Salutations. You know what it is. It is Saturday. It is noon. This is Grapsity. I'm Phil Lindsay. Of course, I am here with uh, Righteous Reg. What's going on with you, man? In the building, media manager, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. It's Saturday morning. I'm very excited about this. Basketball season is in full effect. All I've been watching is balls bouncing on courts. Pause. Um, <laughs> we are back in the building. It's your boy, Phil and Reg. What's up with you, Phil? How's your week been, my brother? Uh, I, I thought it was going to be a, a, a worrisome week because... Um... You know, Chicago sports or Chicago sports. Um, yeah. Uh, I knew the second Justin Fields um, hurt his thumb, they were just waiting in the winds to put that uh, backup quarterback in. They've been talking this guy up. Um, and so I knew it was Tyson time since he got hurt. And Tyson went out there and he won a game. 
Doesn't look good for Justin Fields, man, because I, I, my dad and I have been having this conversation for weeks of uh, this guy, uh, this guy wins a couple games and he looks good. They might be ready to make this guy a starter. Um, <laughs> so don't look good, man. Um, this feels like a Josh McCowan situation for for longtime Chicago Bears fans where mm-hmm. we can end up with a quarterback controversy. And then the Bulls come out and lose their first game by 20 points to the o- Oklahoma City Thunder. And we get a, a team meeting <laughs> straight out the gate in the, after the first game. Um, Did I read? It said that uh, one of the coaches went in and they were having the conflict, and they and he was like, "Should I stay?" And they were like, "No." And they kept. Yeah, Billy Billy Donovan, <laughs> apparently the head coach, walked in as they were having a team meeting, and he saw it was contentious, and he was like, "Should I stay for this meeting?" And he was told no. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that means, but um, yeah, this team is uh, this team's funny. Zach Levine is is Zach Levine. He has not played well so far. Uh, Patrick Williams is a bust. I don't care what anybody says. Trade this man. It's not going to work. He, he just don't have it. Um, eight, 8.3 rebounds after that first game. Not looking good, my friend. After um, one game, you're getting them out of here? No, I've been ready. I, I, I never liked that draft pick. I, I, I've, been, I've been ready to get him out of here for a minute. Okay. I, I'm not a fan of draft pick. But um, it's all right because second game, my guy Debo came out and win this game, and Alex Caruso came and hit that game winner. We are now fit. We are now five hundred, so I can feel a little <laughs> bit better, because um, <laughs> I just knew some people were just waiting in the wins to get their jokes off, especially Lakers fans. And I was just like, "Nah, come on, don't do this to me." Already, it's only been two games. Yeah. Let me live. Uh, but yeah, uh, I saw your boy uh, Steph was cooking last night. Had forty-one points. Yes, 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 yes. I'm feeling good about. What's happening here? The first game didn't wasn't the best, you know. I can't, you know, it 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 wasn't. I wasn't like this. These are the Warriors that are going to win the chip. But last night things looked a lot better. Chris Paul's not the worst thing in the world for the team so far. Uh, it's very <laughs> early in the season. I'm like you, going to take a victory very early in the season and say like, we're looking good here. We're looking good so far. That was a very winnable game. That first game, it was close. I yeah. thought they were going to pull that one out. They just uh, didn't look good towards the end. Uh, but they came out and they shot a lot better in their second game. Uh, yeah. Steph, Steph was Steph, and he, you know, carried them to that win. Uh, that's was that's the game. <laughs> yeah, uh, the real the real people I think out there here are freak time as they have been freak Christened. time. My guy Dame Lillard went crazy to open up the season for the Milwaukee Bucks, and there's gonna be dangerous, Phil. Very dangerous. Listen, man, I when I saw that clip, I was ready to make fun of them because Giannis said that uh, this is his team. I didn't know what to make of that. Giannis, right. of course, just signed the, the contract extension for big money, mm-hmm. um, which I figured that was part of the reason to bring Dame in to, right. you know, entice this guy to stay in Milwaukee. And it worked. Um, but he, he was like, this is Dame's team. And I was like, what does he mean by that? Dame came out in that first game and he showed us what he meant by that. Um <laughs> I feel like, like, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. I feel like there is a, I feel like there is a chance that this could be Dame's MVP season, man. This guy, he bought out, man, and yeah. I think we're gonna see a lot of games like that this season. Uh, so yeah, shout out to Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I don't, you know, not a fan of Milwaukee. Uh, <laughs> big rival of the Chicago Bulls, but I am a fan of Dame Lillard, so I do want him yeah. to succeed. Um, I am reluctantly 
I'm hoping he succeeds, even though it's on a team that I don't like. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, I, I live in Oakland, so of course, huge Dame Lillard fan. If my team, the Warriors, doesn't go get the chip, I would not be mad one bit if this is Dame's MVP season. He gets a chip. New energy, man. New city. He was out there in Portland. Yeah, sometimes you, know, you need wasting a away. <laughs> sometimes you need a change of scenery, man. Sometimes yeah. that's what it is. And uh, happy for Dame, man. I, I I I got a little heat because I was saying I was happy for Russ as well because he he looked so happy in that first game. He he was out there dunking. He looked like old. Uh, he looked like old Russ for a minute. He was he was excited. He was playing his kind of basketball. Um, Clippers looked pretty good. And then mm-hmm. uh, that second game. He gave people all ammo to get their jokes off. Uh, yeah. He took that. Uh, he took that shot with a few seconds to go, down two points, airballed it, and as soon as the shot went up, you could see Kawhi Leonard in the background, literally falling to his knees. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious, but you know, if if you are a uh, Westbrook hater, um, that gave you all the ammo. But I, like I said, I like Russ, man. So I'm, I was, I'm happy that he's in a spot where he's valued, man. Yeah, it's. I mean, he deserves to be. I think. A lot of that slandered was unwarranted. Some of it was warranted, but Some you know it, that's but the, that's the game. <laughs> Again, people got you know a little I mean? overboard. But if you've been in the game for this long at a high level, playing with the most elite basketball players in the world, of course you're going to lose a step or two. But when it's time to go, he can still go. Yeah, man i I think he's still going to go down as a Hall of Famer. One of definitely a, one of, one of the one of a one of my favorite players to play at that position. Facts. Um, yeah, Lakers did not disappoint. Denver still looks good. Um, I still am picking Denver to win a championship. Yeah, again, um, they looked yeah. very good in that first game. If they did. Uh, for all you guys that Lakers fans are like, we still want Denver. We still we think we can beat this team. I don't think so. I don't know, man. This team still <laughs> looks like they're they're going to be tough to beat, man. Uh, if it's going to be like this all season, yep. they they look they looked uh, very very good in that first game. Um, mm. They're gonna be they're gonna be tough. Uh, Sacramento still looks like Sacramento. They took yeah. a loss to Golden State in the second game, but De'Aaron Fox is still that guy. Like you make know no mistake it about it. <laughs> um, no, they're um, dangerous, man. I thought all last season, like yo, Kings are crazy. They're playing. They got some energy over there in Sacramento, and so it seems like it's back. They're gonna try to continue what they did last season. So I'm scared, man. I'm scared. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, Lakers pulled out their second win. Uh, I was. Wondering what was going on because Durant was eating their lunch for the first yeah. three quarters, and yeah. uh, they started finally doubling him in the fourth quarter, and that made the difference. I think if uh, I think if they had their starters, they probably would have won that game. If they had Beal and, and, and Booker, they probably would have won that game. Yeah. Um, don't don't get mad at me, Lakers fans. Uh, the, a win is a win, I know, but I I do. You think know they're it, gonna take every single one of them wins, Phil. <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, it, it is what it is. I see, you know, Brian got that layup in at the end. He got that uh, big steal as well. That's the uh, pick going around of him uh, jumping up to get that ball that was headed towards Durant. Uh, hey, man. They're definitely know. giving Bron, uh you still got a chance as he hits the courts for sure. <laughs> yeah, man, it, it is what it is. Uh, but I, I, uh, I'm just excited that basketball is back. I say That's all the good. time when when this time of the year comes on comes around heading into November, um, I know that it's usually the pastime to watch uh <laughs> watch football on Thanksgiving. But to me, basketball on Christmas is miles better than football on Thanksgiving. Yes. Very happy that basketball is back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the energy is here, man. It feels good. Everybody's excited. All the teams that are expected to ball out have been balling out and. 
I'm excited, man. It's going to be a, a again, as the Nuggets did ball out, I think it's going to be a good race up there. Yeah. But they're going to be tough to beat, man. They're going to be yeah. so tough I, to beat. I, I think the top three is going to shuffle around a little bit. Um, I definitely don't think Memphis will be in the, in the top three. Although mm-hmm. my guy Derek Rose did ball out. He was out there Let's hoping. Go. Yeah, he uh, was. But um, I do think I don't think Memphis will be in the top three. I, I could see uh, Sacramento possibly still being in the top three. I think Phoenix is going to slide up probably to second or third spot. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. I think I think Lakers can be top four, top five. Um, they can stay healthy. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Uh, this what what are we going to get out of Anthony Davis? That's the question. Um, if this guy can stay healthy, if he can be consistent, then you know. My brother was getting slandered all week. Everybody, every sports show there was, somebody was like, "80s, this, he's trash, he's blah blah blah." I'm like, "Yo, yo." It was, it was, it was looking rough out here. It was all the CDL talk, and I'm just like, "Man, this guy is a multi-millionaire. He, he does not need no CDL. Even if he does with basketball, he'll be fine." Um, But yeah, get another job as a truck driver is crazy. Yeah. uh, uh, yeah, but I, you know, excited. I, like I said, I, I have, I have, uh, I have freed myself of, um, the anger and anguish of being a, a Chicago Bears fan a long time ago. Thank God. I, I can't, I can't, uh, you will never catch me out here like Seth Rollins doing the angry <laughs> tweeting because I just can't do it anymore. I can't subject myself to this anymore. I will subject myself to it. Uh, a lesser poison of being a Chicago Bulls fan. <laughs> so um, it is what it is. Uh, uh, on the other news, uh, rest in peace to legend man that's done so much for black men and the culture, uh, Richard Roundtree. Uh, oh, Shaft. yeah. Um, I wasn't a big Shaft fan growing up, but um, most of the leading men that I'm a fan of, you name it, all of these guys were fans of Richard Roundtree. Right. They they all spoke highly of him um and he was still a guy that was still around he of course was in the shaft reboot with uh mm-hmm. samuel jackson um i can't tell you how many times i've actually seen that movie when you go back and look at it, it's kind of weird now with like christian bale playing like this racist you've mm-hmm. got uh you've got the other uh main antagonist peoples in there who it's like like when you go back and look at that movie, it's a lot of weird stuff going on. I think about I think about people walking up the street, st- stabbing himself in the chest with the ice pick all the time. Mm. It, I don't know why I randomly think of that scene all the time. He's just like, "You killed, you killed Reddy. <laughs> you best kill me. You best kill me." <laughs> stabbing himself with the ice pick. I don't know why I think about that all the time. But I digress. Uh, mm-hmm. Rest in peace to Richard Roundtree, uh, John Schaff, uh Big loss, but you know he had been here and he did create a legacy for black leading men. Um, yeah, appreciate what he did for the culture. Yeah, he um, the shaft thing was a little bit before our time, so we yes. weren't like super into it. But like, yeah, just like you said, everybody that we loved, all of our favorite actors and people were like Shaft. That was the guy, like yeah. Will Smith's character in Fresh Prince. Like Shaft yes. was his favorite guy. Like all that he was cared his about movie. was. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and yes, you are right. Jeffrey Wright played Peoples, which is mm-hmm. why I'm saying this makes it so weird because Jeffrey Wright <laughs> is a black man, but he's right. playing this guy with like this very Hispanic background and with like mm-hmm. the accent, and it's it's wild. <laughs> very weird movie when you really think about it. It's I, wild. I, I refuse to subject myself to any of the sequels. Um, 
Mm-mm. But Richard Roundtree. They made another both. one, huh? After that, like after yeah, that. with Shaft's son, and then it had like the ah. three, three generations of Shaft. Oh. Richard Roundtree was in it. Um, Why did they I, always? Do I, that? I, I I didn't watch it, but yeah, again, rest in peace to Richard rest in peace Roundtree. to the OG. Though he is definitely uh, a black leading man that set the you know set the trail for every Denzel and yeah. Will Smith and Jamie Foxx and anybody that you know that can. That's done those kind of roles or played a superhero or anything of that nature, like Richard Roundtree was the reason why. So rest in peace to the OG. Yep. Uh, on a brighter note, uh, happy birthday to MVP, Mr. 305 himself. Bowling! Hit, hit the big 5-0 on us today. Wow. 50 years old, man. Um, mm. This guy is not – I still think about the fact that this guy showed up for a surprise appearance in a Royal Rumble and then ended up, ended up impressing people so much that they just brought him back and signed him to a contract. What yeah. a guy. Um, I would like to see him more on our TV. I would like to see him managing somebody. But, yeah, happy birthday and shout-out to MVP, man. Yeah, happy birthday. If it, you want to talk about doing stuff for the culture, like MVP stands so high up there, like the – I, I can't I don't I, we're so lucky that he did do that Royal Rumble appearance because I don't know what would have happened if he wasn't there like with Lashley and the Hurt Business and everything that kind of happened with Lashley's career and his uprising but beyond that behind the scenes he does so much for black wrestlers yeah. he's just such a great representation for everything and I'm sure you know with his career his life he was locked down for a long time probably never thought he would make it to 50 so making it to 50 is a big deal he's the same age as hip-hop man shout out to my guy mvp that's what's up i love it and speaking of hip-hop i was at the cypress hill show last night shout out to cypress hill i got super high it was a perfect it was like everything you could expect i felt like i was smoking with b-real b-real's up there smoking send dogs up there doing his thing i'm down here smoking i'm like yo this is what life is about this is hip-hop at its finest i still can't believe that it's 50 years old it's bastardized sometimes but at the core of it it's still the best. Phil, mainstream hip-hop, they keep coming out with these remixes. And I'm on the fence because, like, it's not new. Like, our whole, you know, our childhood, our teenage years, that's all we ever heard was people remixing old songs. It seems different because the time frame, but it was. it's not really that different, right? No. Uh it's such a weird time. I was just having this conversation with my brother the other day because um, uh, somebody was uh, having a debate of whether this is the worst period for hip hop, right, or or it's the best, considering what is your perspective. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, it is like I would say that this is possibly the best era for female rappers. This is the most like pro- prominent female rappers we've ever seen. Agreed. Uh, this is the most variety of female rappers. I know some people will be like, oh, well, they're all doing like the, you know, the pussy raps and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but uh, no, you still have like the Rhapsodies of the world. You still have no names. You still have mm. like somebody like Meg that is, I don't care what her subject matter is. She's still like a top level rapper. When you watch yeah. her freestyle, it's like, nah, she's, she, she's fire. Mm. Um, uh, so it it's such an interesting conversation. I There are things I enjoy about current hip hop, but. I'm also an old head at this point. So, and even Nikki, she's nuts all the time. She does some wild shit, but like <laughs> she, 
she spits though you know what i mean like when you get past all the wild shit she does like it's like yo she's a dope rapper everybody thinking that nikki hung up on kai Sinat on the IG. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious bro she had to put out a statement to be like that's how we talk to each other you guys like relax yo because everybody cuts off the end part of her of her going damn they're gonna think i hung up on him uh, and she of course ended up you know putting out a statement and calling him back on ig because people really thought she was mad at him and she hung up on him uh but that that clip is hilarious um that guy's right it just like every time I, a new clip comes out on him i am so confused I'm like, what's i, I going just on don't here? i don't know how this guy is this famous i don't get it uh but i just honestly that's where i'm an old head because i don't understand it i'm like what is going on here like why is he so locked in the culture but still like a gamer and stuff like i respect it i think it's a great like yeah. hustle. i love that they created this lane like it's amazing i just don't really know how it happens i think it's dope i i, I want to see a documentary on the guy yeah i i don't know <laughs> i don't i don't really get it but hey man shout out to him he's doing his thing uh yeah i think that's all i guess uh got to get into some wrestling stuff at some yeah. point uh we've yeah. got uh, a few super chats we've got some humper chats i believe i'd love to talk about some wrestling uh van twin blade of course starts the day saying uh glory pro has given us two shows in december um he again goes on to say on the 17th is the charity show for operation food search with the risotto show local alt station morning show and the 30th is back in demar delmar hall that's just that's all we got for this morning at the moment. So we got for super chats. I believe we have more humper chats. Let me check. Uh, my guy Tony P. Uh, <laughs> no petty of the week. Uh, Chuck has a lot of flaws, but when it's time to address the elephant in the room, he is brave enough to give his thoughts right or wrong. I'm happy he did what he did to Silver. You can tell he had a real answer and was blindsided. Um, I'm assuming that's when you were when uh, Chuck brought up the domestic violence on uh tv this week i'm assuming yeah. that's what you're talking about tony p uh so in in the midst of uh inside the nba uh chuck brought up uh oh domestic right, 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 violence right. and mm-hmm. you know, i yeah applaud. i i don't always agree with everything that chuck does chuck can be problematic as well but Definitely. um chuck will tell you what he thinks he is going to be honest um and i thought that was a i, I thought that was uh the right thing to do because we do have things like the porter thing to happen in houston and we do have like some recent controversy so yeah i applaud him for doing that uh yeah chuck is is really good for like if it look crazy out here he's gonna say it look crazy out here and like ask why <laughs> yeah uh more from tony p says also what surprise uh trades you see happening during a season seeing 80 goose egg the second half <laughs> randomly thinking about this <laughs> like would they trade him if he continues to underform underperform until the deadline he won't but have me thinking about trades um yeah, I don't see him getting traded, but uh, LeBron teams kind of do this thing every year around All-Star break where they start trading and moving around guys. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers start trading people. There's also that clip of uh, Kendrick Perkins talking about they should trade for James Harden, which I don't know what the heck he's talking Why about. Why is he saying that? I, I don't know what the heck he's talking about. <laughs> and listen, all of you guys that think you're funny, leave me alone. Stop sending me these messages uh, or sending me these tweets of, of people going, Bulls are front runners to get James Harden. I don't want him. Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me alone. 
Nobody wants that. I don't think I don't anybody wants want that. this guy, man. Um, and of course, uh, you know, the news around him is that his mother wasn't doing well this, this week. And that's right. part of the reason why he hasn't been around the team. I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know the truth of the matter. Hopefully his mother's doing well. Mm-hmm. I don't want to speak too much of his situation because we just don't know. Right. Exactly. That but... that and the wild Dwight Howard stuff. I, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, that that they, video <laughs> of him, I guess, like uh, addressing it was very strange. Um, bro, you are addressing the wrong things. I think, like, yeah, he uh, still hasn't came out and been like, "I'm not a essayer." You know what I mean? Like, he's like, <laughs> "Stay out of my business." Like, no, I think we need to be in your business because you out here wilding, big dog. Like, there's yeah. parts of it we need to ignore, but there's other parts of it that should not be ignored, big dog. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the Mace clip of it is hilarious where he's talking about it. Hilarious. Um, listen, I don't care if, if Dwight Howard is gay. That's yeah. none of our business. That that part of it he's right about. Right. Uh, but, you know, him doing that and then saying, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter where I put my wood. I'm like, all right, it does bro. Matter, all right, bro. Yes. All right. You're, you know you're I mean? sure. <laughs> but that's not the issue here, Dwight. This is somebody accusing you of having non-consensual sex. Exactly. It, it has nothing that's what to I'm do talking with... about. Like, it doesn't you can yeah. put it anywhere you want, but they have to agree on the other side where it's going, big dog. Yeah. At this point, I'm like, yeah, let's let's. Let's address the actual issue. Nobody cares if you are bisexual or gay, but no. Let's uh and let's don't be respond consensual. with trolling, bro. Like g- keep it real. Like no, oh, y'all are bubble. No, dude, I want to hear the real thing. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it. I mean, it does bring some some interesting things to light. Like I saw uh uh my man from uh the, what is his name uh, Mark Lamont Hill. He was like uh. Mm. He was uh, talking about it on his YouTube and he was saying it does make you wonder like how much of this is the reason why he doesn't have a spot in the NBA anymore. Uh, How much of this is kind of homophobia or like stuff around his allegations. It's interesting. uh, It's an interesting situation. I don't know if this is real. I don't know. You never know if people are trying to extort the guy. I don't know. Um, Mm. But I do think it was very weird that he did not address the issue of consent at all. That was very, that was very weird. Just um, like stay out my business. Like oh, it's man. none of y'all business. It was a very strange video. Report <laughs> um, <laughs> from Tony P. Okay, I lied. Swerve one petty of the week by a landslide. Uh, B and E to leave the free merch for a baby and polling <laughs> receipts on Twitter for all the people that talk shit spat on his name when he came to AEW. The bombs he will throw when he becomes AEW champion. Listen, y'all better leave this man alone. He keeps he he is he is uh he is literal black Santa Claus. He has a list and he is checking it twice. Stop playing with him. He is not gonna forget these things and he is gonna come with gifts when he is AEW champion for all you all you haters. He sees you when you're sleeping and he knows when you're awake. He will pull up <laughs> yeah he now, will. Shout, out to, shout out to swerve he is a menace for sure it's <laughs> not playing with this guy for real bro <laughs> oh man uh we're gonna get more into it for sure yeah we'll, we'll get more into that from, mm-hmm. from aw but uh uh <laughs> also says so a lot happened this week from making up uh Reasons why the tag team plans changed, AK saying it was FDR or the Bucks' fault. Christian turning babyface, did he? Nah. Uh, punk breathing. Uh, oh, I know what he means. I, all right, uh, Punk breathing, being reminded TNA uh, is hard to kill, and <laughs> but some other things has been on my mind. Busy uh, week. <laughs> it has been a busy week, but on that topic of hard to kill, might as well 
get into Bound for Glory because that yeah. was the big pay per view over the weekend. I thought it was a very good show. I liked uh, it. Uh, this is the thing with TNA, man. They, I don't care what you say about these guys. They it will... seems weird you saying TNA, but that's like real now. <laughs> yeah, I don't care what you say about TNA. You cannot get rid of this promotion. They will put together good pay-per-views. And I thought this was a great pay-per-view. Uh, I mean, I don't know what happened to the knockouts tag match that was supposed to happen on the show. Uh, but apparently happened. It was filmed. It, it is on their YouTube channel, but it was not on this pay-per-view. And yeah, I was. Phil- I sat the whole time waiting, and then they started getting into the main events. I'm like, maybe the knockouts team title is going to be after the regular knockouts championship. Nope, never came. No, um, (laughs) but, yeah, it is available on their YouTube channel to watch, Mm -hmm. but I was very confused why it wasn't a pay-per-view. Because I was looking forward to that match more than anything, more than just, like, wondering where it was. I'm like, I wanted to see that match. Yeah, uh, you know, spoiler alert, MK Ultra did retain. They are the reigning knockouts world tag team champions um, they still uh we had a really good opener i felt like with with uh chris saban and kenta for oh, the yeah. x division championship i thought this was very good um all right the x division is always a highlight of the company mm-hmm. and usually when when we get pay-per-view you could expect the x division match to cook and i thought this was fun yeah see they there's this thing about kenta phil they say that he's washed they say he's not the same 2005 kenta they say all these stuff he's not but he give me so. this. This is all I need right here, like out of Kenta. Like what he did here, he came in, he was cocky, he was slapping the God living crap out of Chris Sabin at every corner, kicking the crap out of him, just being like classic Kenta. I don't need you to be 2005 Kenta. I just want the essence of Kenta. And I thought that's what it was here. I thought starting a show with Chris Sabin, who was like a legend in TNA and what it was going to be at the end of the night, was great. And this match was dope. Yeah, I thought this was smart. Um, really good night for the Motor City Machine Guns. Yeah. Uh, uh, Chris Saban, of course, started off the night, and Alex Shelley ended the night. Um, but it but sounds yeah. like it didn't end well because I was reading something this morning about Alex Shelley potentially being injured. So, Oh, no, I didn't hear yeah. that. Yeah, oh. apparently he injured himself on Thursday, I guess, at the taping. So, Oh, no. Get well soon, my bro. They have the worst luck when it comes to their champions. Dang. And so hopefully it's not too bad. Uh, well, yeah, we'll get into more with Alex Shelley, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought this was a great way to open the show. I think Kenta has had a surprisingly good year. You know, he had a right. re- really good match with Will Ospreay mm-hmm. and the G One. He had a he had some, he had more than one good match in the G One. Surprisingly, actually. Um, but next match we had the Monsters Ball match. wasn't my favorite match on the card, yeah. but you know, if this is your thing, the hardcore matches. Uh, PCO came out and did PCO things. Um, of course, PCO was your winner here. Um, PCO jumping off of top off, off, off top ropes with uh, thumbtacks hanging out the back of his head was wild, uh, but yeah, this was a this was all right match. Yeah, there was a couple of plunder spots that I liked. The back body drop that PCO took over the rope onto the ladder was pretty gross, and him getting power bombed on cinder blocks and uh, thumbtacks and having them out the back of his head was pretty gross. But for the most part, I was like, eh. yeah. I mean, you know. This wasn't like this isn't like my favorite kind of match, but uh, you know it it served its purpose on this card. Um, uh, Bully interfered in, at at one point mm. and and took Steve Macklin out of the match, um, and then it was pretty much down to Moose, Rhino, and PCO. But like I said, PCO picked up the win here. Um, mm. 
not mad at it was a bigger fan of the next match abc versus the rascal this match was fire yep. um big fan of both these teams and they both came out and looked very very good here um of course abc came out the winner and regained the, the tag titles to be two-time two sweet <laughs> two-time tag, tag team champions uh the thing i liked about this is that it was just the, one of those 100 miles per hour matches like both both teams are just so fast they got all the craziest spots, the craziest moves, and they're just throwing them all at each other to see who can outbest them. And ABC did that. They deserve this win. They carried the uh, Impact Tag titles as strongly as a lot of people have in the last couple of years. So I thought this was a great ending. Yeah, uh, I thought this was good. Uh, I enjoy Trey Miguel as a heel. Um, yeah. him raising up on a referee in the middle of the match when he's just like that was three that was three <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's been having a quiet like mvp run in in impact that people should check out more of yeah i man i think that he's very much underrated yeah. um and you know i i like the team of rascals with him and zachary wentz uh this was fun this was uh this was definitely one of those matches where i was like dang hate that i didn't get to go to this show but, you know, shout out to them. They had a really good crowd for this show. Um, this looked like a sellout on on TV watching it. Mm -hmm. they had a, it did. They had a very good response. Full packed house. Um, the crowd was engaged and loud throughout. Um, now, I know after this uh, match we're going to talk about here soon that when it was cooking, I was like, damn, Phil has to be hurting right now. <laughs> Wish I was there, but, you know, sold out. That's what I get for trying to wait the week till the week of to buy a ticket. But, mm -hmm. you know, I've done that so many times for Impact shows, just waited till the week of to get a ticket. And, dang, got me. They different, man. They cooking right now. Good for them. Got me. That's what I get, man. Uh, but, like you said, match of the night easily. Next this up one. was Will Ospreay <laughs> versus Mike Bailey non-title match this match was amazing um uh, like brother the strikes in this match looked crazy the 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 big spots in this match inside the ring on the apron um just fire the reversals in this match just amazing amazing match like i mean we know who will osprey is at this point this guy is like by far wrestler of the year he's had yeah way too many match of the year contenders at this point and this i feel like this match is one of them uh but uh speedball held his own speedball yeah. reminded people why this is this guy is one of the hottest indie wrestlers wrestlers in the world at the moment can you technically call him indie wrestler because he's mm, doing impact stuff but yeah right yeah. but still i i thought this was very good yeah this match was as advertised maybe even better than as advertised i mean we know will osprey could do it in the ring with your grandma a dog you anybody have a five-star match that's on the line most people don't know, and they should know, Mike Bailey's the same way. Like, every independent wrestling match that he has is fire. He had, I haven't seen one bad match from him since he's returned from his hiatus of being in, uh, not being able to come back to the U.S. So we all knew what this was going to be, but I think it even excelled past that. The it crowd did. in Chicago just, like, adding on to uh, the match, of course. They're, they're hot for pro wrestling. But these two guys just being at their absolute best – 100% on each side. Each strike is crazy. The craziest thing I thought about the match, Phil, is like we know Mike Bailey for his strikes, but Will Ospreay I was outstriking him the entire match. I think it has to do with like being in New Japan and having to fight Shingo and Okada and Zack Sabre Jr. and all these people. Like, and you're striking, you know, that's 
90% of uh, New Japan sometimes is chops and slaps and things. And he got out there and he beat up Mike Bailey. And we're not really used to that because Mike Bailey's the one that does the kicks and the strikes and the things. That's what really surprised me about the match. But the hidden blade, the running one where Mike Bailey flips inside out and all this, I'm just like, what are y'all doing? This is crazy. But, yeah, they did it. At the end of it, I was like, yeah, Phil has to be crying in his bed right now. That he didn't <laughs> go to this show because that was insane. Incredible match, man. Like you said, that, that strike exchange that they had in the middle of this match where they were going back and forth and um, Osprey just backed up and hit him with this crazy hidden blade. <laughs> like, I was like, man, this is just out of this world. Um, Osprey kicking out of uh, the, the big double knees off the top rope. Mm-hmm. And... Man, you had to essentially put Mike Bailey away. You had to hit him with some, several finishers to put this guy away. Right, everything. Um, you had to you had to hit this guy with everything you had. At one point, he hit him with a really nasty looking hidden blade, mm-hmm. and then he just like clobbered him with a tiger driver. And I was like, "That's got to be it, right?" And he oh, kicked out. The I was tiger like, driver. He added that to his arsenal. Now he's hitting that in all his big matches, and it's just as nasty. That, as yeah, it that was. tiger driver looked nasty. <laughs> I thought that was the end of the match, and. Uh, speedball kicked out of it, uh, had to finish this guy off with a hidden blade, followed up by the Stormbreaker. Mm. Um, very, very violent-looking Stormbreaker as well. Crazy. Um, man, this match was just amazing. We heard a lot of good things about uh, Osprey after the match, and he talked very highly about wrestling with Impact. He spoke very highly about his experience there, the fan experience. Um, and then we got, of course, uh, Scott DeMore is saying, hey, man, if, you know, he would like to stay, we would love to have him here. And so, you know, we got that idea again of, you know, somebody signing with Impact. And then, of course, the rumor was that one CM Punk was backstage. And so, you know, of course, people were doing the, man, what would Impact look like with CM Punk and Osprey there? And I was just like, we're never going to find out. Cause Y'all are funny. He fantasy booking because neither one of these brothers are going to be here. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, all right, man. This 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 uh almost like a farewell tour that Osprey's been on. Just incredible, man. This guy just had a fantastic match last week or two weeks ago with Royal Quest with Zack Saber Jr. Before that had a fire match, had had the two fire matches with Omega, Chris Jericho at all in. This guy's I just been the, killing it. The, is this the third week in a row that he's gotten a five star? Zack Saber, yeah. Osprey. There's another um, one. I I believe he also topped the list of the most five star wrestlers as of this week. Mm-hmm. Um with I think it's thirty one. I have to look it up, but I, I believe so it's thirty one. Yeah. But what a what a fantastic match. And man. it's not over. Like he's gonna get another one next week and then like he's just gonna keep getting them. Yeah, what a what a fantastic match. Uh, and good for Impact to be able to kind of host that match. I think, you know, Mike Bailey yeah. has been earning his keep, of course, for a long time over on Impact. And for them to get like a match like that as they lead into going back to TNA, I think is so important and so crucial because people are going to look back on this match as like, yo, remember that match happened? And that was the same night they went back to being TNA. So really important stuff here. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so Will Ospreay will be a free agent come February 2024. The real bidding war of 2024 will be Will Ospreay. Um, He has said that he's weighing his options. He said that WWE is an option. Uh, 
AEW is probably going to end up with this guy. I cannot possibly see this guy after years of being very anti-WWE, saying he doesn't like their style of wrestling, saying he has no interest in wrestling there. They're going to offer him a bag go, though, for sure, but it'd be great. They're they're definitely going to offer him the bag, and he's smart to say that it's an option because, you know, leverage. You should be be weighing all your options. You should make everybody that interview you let you know that, look, I am the hottest free agent. Everybody has interest in signing me so you gotta you gotta show me the money um but we'll be very we'll be very interesting to see where he ends up i'm very curious to see what his uh wrestle kingdom match will be because could be his last wrestle kingdom match for the foreseeable future um which sounds crazy i've been laughing all week at the people being like he's an impact i can't wait to see him i'm like you guys (laughs) he was gassing him too which is good which he should it's that's also adding on to the leverage but come on, you guys. Same thing with CM Punk. They can't afford this guy. I want that. I would like that. That'd be great. But like, they can't afford him, dude. Come on. No. Um. After this, we got a really good uh cool down match in the uh call your shot gauntlet. Um. We got uh some nice surprises. We got to see Hooventude show up. We got to yeah. see Sunny Kiss make her Impact debut. That was Loved cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Cardona also showed up. Um. Yeah. This was a this was a I, like I said this was a good cooldown match um, and it was a had an, a lot of good surprises that kept the crowd into the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was smart to come with this right after uh, Osprey versus Bailey because you just did you you had worn your crowd out so you didn't want to you know come with like a, a match that you wanted them to be as loud with afterwards. Exactly, and the, there was like long longer extended stretches of time for people to breathe mm-hmm. in this match. Yeah. Really dope to see Sunny Kiss out here. She looked great. Um, I thought the ending was really cool. I know people are pretty hung up on Bully Ray at this point, but Jordan kind of be getting besting him, hitting her finish on him. I'm like, as an old school veteran, like they don't do stuff like that. Like Bubba Ray is taught like not to like you don't take a finisher from a woman, blah blah blah, and losing blah blah blah. Like that's their mind state. So for him to do all that, I thought was really dope and. She looks great coming back here. Uh, she was gone from Impact for a while, but she's back. She's going to be a big star there in the Knockouts division, and she called her shot, so I'm excited about uh, her future. Yeah. Got some cool moments like uh, Sunny doing a divine spot off the top rope with Bully Ray. <laughs> um, that was kind of cool. We got to see, like I said, uh, uh, Matt Cardona showed up and teamed up with uh, my man Myers again, which mm-hmm. – it was cool to see major bros major bros teamed up again um it was a lot of uh a lot of um nice like uh fan service moments and like mm-hmm. surprises in this um gauntlet but like you said the ending was really you know the highlight of the thing jordan getting the full circle moment of uh crossing paths with bully last year and mm-hmm. losing also crossing paths with him at all in if people mm-hmm. forgot and so finally getting that one up on him and hitting him with the grace driver to win um looked really really good looked very convincing um she looked super hyped afterwards yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was ready to jump out my seat with her um big win for jordan and she of course did call her shot um and she is the number one contender for the knockout championship to face the winner of our next match mickey mm-hmm. james versus trinity which was very very good um Listen, man, we gotta give Mickey James her flowers, man. Yes. Mickey James, the fact that a she's still, the fact that she's still wrestling at this level is really good. I thought the fact that uh, 
she had a first time match with Trinity and you could tell how much it meant to her to have this match with with Trinity and give her her moment. Uh, I thought this was very good. Yeah, and this wasn't one of Mickey. We have to give her flowers because she's not working like someone at her status should be. Like she could be taking it easy. She doesn't have to be in there with the hardcore knockouts of Impact. She could be honestly probably up. We heard some rumors of like up with her husband at WWE, like having a, a you know one of those runs. But no, nah, she's out here having these matches with Trinity, uh, just as hard as she would twenty years ago. You know what I mean? Like. This is just really dope to see. Trinity has been on fire here in Impact Wrestling. Putting the knockouts division on her back and showing people that she's more than what you always thought she was has been so amazing to see. Her entrances look great. She's adding new moves to her arsenal constantly. She's working a different style. She's adding submissions. Like Everything about her is just like a big star. And she's going to use this to, I don't want to say, you know, catapult but like impact like you're doing your job she's on her way though <laughs> yeah um yeah i was very excited she did the press uh run for the show she did uh nbc and did the interview there um shout out to homie B- ds that interviewed mm-hmm. her and mickey james she also did bust it open uh it's just really cool to see her doing the press run and being treated like the main star of the division like she should be um and yeah it definitely looked like she came out of this looking great um, yeah. beating a 10-time world champion big deal um, i mean these are all the things that i i hope that wwe would eventually get right with her because she is a veteran and she has been around so long um so I, i'm very excited to still see her getting her moment and seeing people still excited to see her um chicago crowd ba- de- definitely gave it up for her they like um, her during her entrance um <laughs> uh yeah, man. Really excited for her, man. This was a good match. Um, emotional finish as well after she she won. Uh, uh, getting that hug. and Yeah, man. Good match, man. Yeah. I like Trent. I love loving Trinity and Impact and Mickey still doing it at this high level. Great to see. Perfect match. Yeah. I, I also love that Trinity is like making people tap out, man. It's just yeah. something so cool about her spending most of her career being someone that did like the unorth- unorthodox offense and like the high spots and stuff. And she's like, nah, I'm, I'm tapping, I'm tapping y'all out. Stop playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> she's different. <laughs> I, I love to see it. So man, love her finish. Love the sequence that they did for the finish. Um, yeah, man. Stop, stop, you know, stop sleeping on Trinity, man. Honestly. Give her flowers, man. Yeah. Uh, strong stuff here. Very strong stuff. Uh, finish the night with Alex Shelley versus Josh Alexander. Surprising but, one. Yeah, of course the story going into this is Josh Alexander, the longest reigning Impact World Champion uh coming into this. Never lost the belt. He had to vacate the belt because he got injured. And so I felt like the story of this was him coming back and getting what he was owed, but this was actually Alex Shelley's moment. This was actually Alex Shelley's night. That was a surprising outcome for me, but I yeah. fuck with it. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought it was really great, but I, I was surprised that, you know, coming into the show, we did a preview show and we were both like, yo, I think Josh Alexander, this is his time. He's going to get it back. He was carrying the flag, but now they surprised us and the finish were sick. Like the way that yeah. Josh Alexander was taking Shelly's finish was like, yo, he really spiked him on it. He really showed it really well-worked match at the end of a, you know, a pretty packed show, pretty diverse type show um but these guys are two of the best in the world so i wasn't really surprised about that 
Uh, Alex Shelley, yes, still the Impact World Champion. A big surprise. I thought that they were going to go with Josh Alexander, but Alex Shelley deserves this run. He deserves a big win. He deserves to kind of stamp his reign, uh, which I think you have to do with Josh Alexander. Now, like I said, he apparently got injured the other night, so I don't know what that's going to be on anything. Hopefully it's not too serious because if that's the way that he has to end this reign, I'm going to be very upset when they could have just gave it to Josh Alexander the other night. But that's how pro wrestling works. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 th- I thought after watching it, it did make sense to just give Shelly the win because if the story is that Shelly had worked all of this time to get up to that point, it would have sucked for him to work all this time and then just end up a transitional champion. Yeah. And I mean, you know, Alexander had a very good title run before this. And so... It doesn't hurt him to take this loss. He's going to be champion again. This isn't the last time he will he will wrestle for that title, right? Um, and so I think it it was cool to give Shelly his moment to give him this him this win here. Like I said, big night for uh, Motor City Machine Gun. Mm-hmm. Opening the night with a win for Chris Saban. Closing the night with a win for Alex Shelley. Um, yeah, I liked it. I I, I was mad at it. Uh, and like I said, this was a very good match. Very different than uh, Osprey and Speedball, for example, yeah. which was like. Full throttle, like mm-hmm. big strikes, big big high spots. This was more of a grounded, uh, technical match. Um, Shelly spent a lot of this match working the arm, and we got a lot of the technical spots from Alexander because that's what Alexander is kind of known for. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the way uh, <laughs> way Alexander sold both of those uh, shell shocks at the end had to put this had to hit this guy <laughs> with two shell shocks to put him away. Um, yeah, I, I like the finish a lot. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I I was here for it. Um, it really wasn't the show. end though. Wasn't Re- the end of the show though. <laughs> really good show. Then we got this very weird, like uh cinematic moment. Um we got like this like thing where we had like these uh long shots of like impact wrestlers and it's walking through the woods. We got like all of this like imagery of them. I didn't know what was going on. Getting the chest happening. out of the water. And I was sitting there the whole time, like, yo, I love wrestling, man. Wrestling yeah. is so <laughs> wrestling is so silly and goofy, but it takes itself so serious at sometimes. But like this kind of stuff is just like so like <laughs> stereotypical. Like, that's what wrestling, wrestling is. Like Frankie Kazarian carrying a chest out of the water slowly. <laughs> it's dark. They're in the swamp like they're uh, soldiers or something, or like they're coming together like the Expendables. I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah, it was it was wild. Uh, we uh, we definitely uh, long walked the dog to get all the way around to basically tell us that TNA is back for yeah. the first time since 2017. TNA is back. That is not the way I expected this pay-per-view to end <laughs> at all. Uh, when the, the, this little skit was happening, I was like, what was going on here? I thought they were maybe like showing an old video or something. I was very confused. Yeah. And then they're like, nope, TNA's back. And I was like... Yeah, it was It was all very... What? It, it was interesting <laughs> to watch, but again, I came away at the end of it like, man, I just love wrestling. Because like, all of this is happening. We got like all of this stuff at the end where... Uh, each of the wrestlers in this thing like acted out something and they had like this like poetic like uh dialogue and but yeah uh they they ran this clip uh <laughs> at the end of the pay-per-view and then it just cut back to Scott Demore in the ring and he's just like we're back <laughs> I was like all right cool TNA is back uh, that was it roll the credits I'm like all right <laughs> we're back uh but yeah so t- how do you um how do you feel about this phil do you does this because i mean we know what the real ending of this is 
everybody talking. I'm sorry. None of y'all are going to watch this show. They're still going to be on access. They're still going to be doing the same thing. Your viewing habits are not going to change. I like y'all. I like the energy. I like everything. But is this going to get anybody that wasn't watching the show to watch the show? I don't know. I, I, I don't know the answer to that. I definitely saw a mixed uh, reaction. I think the cool thing about it is, um, and of course, before I go further, TNA will be back and they're going to rebrand Impact as TNA mm-hmm. next year for Hard to Kill um, at the beginning of the year. So at the start of the year, TNA will be officially back. Um, it was just interesting watching the mix of reactions because you did have some people that were very negative and doom and gloom about it. Like, why are they even doing this? Who cares about TNA? TNA was a bad brand and they had to rebrand because TNA was so carny and boring. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, I wasn't the biggest TNA fan. Um, I didn't watch it, but um, you know, we do have like all of these things that are like nostalgic from it, like six sided rings, like AJ Styles, X Division, all of this crazy stuff, TNA, knockouts, like the, I immediately thought of the white belt and I was like, they gotta bring that white belt back, man. Mm-hmm. They gotta bring back the white TNA knockouts belt. One of the best belts in that company for me. Um I can't They're say just th- trying to figure out another way to play the Elix Skipper clip that they play every week of him <laughs> on top of the cage. Like I love that clip. Like it's crazy, but like you guys, all right, we get it. Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I'm not mad at the idea of just trying to do something different to just something, yeah, just to change it up. Um, mm-hmm. like I said, it's wrestling, and a lot of the fans in the arena seemed very excited. You saw a lot of people online that seemed very excited about it. Um, mm-hmm. if this is the thing to get just like their core fan base excited and galvanized around a product, I'm not mad at it. Like, I like that. It, it might not be the thing, um, that you know brings in new fans, but. If it does get people more excited to watch, um, I think that's a good thing. And man, Impact slash TNA fans are very loyal to the product. They are. <laughs> so I mean, if anything, this is going to get them excited. Um, again, I don't know what that means in the long run, but it's cool, man. Wrestling is cool. I think the thing that this says though is that like we're definitely in an era where um, wrestling is not ashamed to be what it is. Yes. I think that that's good. I think that mm-hmm. like you have WWE that is def- that is clearly its style, its brand of wrestling, but you also have AEW that is very much like speaking to its niche crowd. Mm-hmm. And if the the lesson from all of this is TNA deciding, "Hey man, we want to speak to our niche crowd. We want to do our our lane of wrestling and we want to do our distinct style of wrestling then." I'm at it, man. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah, I think the best thing I liked about it is just how excited the people that are excited about it were the wrestlers are like we're back they posted that clip of them backstage showing scott demore uh, i love scott demore too and like the uncensored won't be like we're fucking back like he was like super <laughs> he was hella hyped going into this and that's what got me excited about it i think is that everybody's like we are fucking back there ain't nothing like we back but i think the thing where where i kind of was it's like i liked impact though i don't think you guys like I, like you guys were cooking. It wasn't like you guys were in this terrible slump. Like everything you were doing at the moment was good. So I don't, I, I just don't understand the whole like rah rah, like everything we were doing is bullshit. We're back to what we were. So that's kind of where I was. I, yeah. I, I can't yeah, say that man. I'm the biggest TNA historian. So I don't, right. really, I don't really understand it. Cause like I said, from my point of view, like, nah, Impact was cool. Like I'm, I was they fine just with it. put on a great pay per view. We just watched it. <laughs> Yeah, it, they had some great shows. Like, uh, I I wasn't mad at the name Impact. I wasn't mad at the show. So, I mean, I'm indifferent for the most part. But, 
hey man if it, if people are excited about it cool it seems like the wrestlers are excited it seems like their fan base is excited so you know more power to them um uh i i did think like some of the stuff like uh the clip and just like a lot of the stuff from backstage we saw were very funny mm-hmm. but hey man uh, by the way jordan grace doing that prank of her <laughs> pretending to trip <laughs> jordan grace is a nut bro her pretending to trip and it's just like doing getting up it's working hilarious bro <laughs> Silly as hell, man. She got uh Trinity in. You saw the one with Trinity where she had Kaiser up against the wall. It's uh Yeah, I didn't know what was going on in that video, but she, good one, she like definitely that. was like, I'm gonna be uh I'm gonna be more deranged now that TNA is back. I was like, Hey man, if that's where we're going with it, I'm all in. But I mean that I think that's kind of the best part about uh TNA slash impact is they've always kind of been that. Like they've always been like, This is our brand of entertainment, this is how we do it. We might kill a character off we got <laughs> wild shit going on all the time we'll change our belts we'll be called this we got wrestler house like they they are truly are an alternative and that's what i always love about pro wrestling when they got when 2010 happened and they were went to monday night and tried to compete with wwe it's like you're dead yeah. dude you can't compete with wwe you can't out pizza the hut everybody knows that <laughs> give it up you can't do it so now that they're just like we're tna dude like this is our thing we're going to do our brand of entertainment. I'm all in. So I'm excited about that part of it. So I think this is great. Great way to cap off the show and add some energy. And coming into next year, I think, is the most interesting thing, Phil, is because we got some uh, some talks this week. I, I guess if people are subscribed to, like, Fightful Select and stuff like that, of WWE and these contracts and not extending, and there's people that are coming up next year. Next year is going to be very interesting for contracts, we're going to see people shift shuffling and going to different yeah. brands and stuff. So I think TNA kind of get back into this to add on is dope. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope that they start trying to do some bigger arenas. Um, yes. Um, because I feel like, you know, if anything, this, uh, this stuff this weekend and well last weekend and them selling out uh, Cicero stadium shows that they might be able to do a bigger venue. Um, I don't know. I would like to see them at least try, um, I hope like this means that they're going to try and do touring more touring. Um, yes. They of course were in, uh, uh, United kingdom right after this. Um, shout out to friend of the show, uh, Tom from, uh, Kodalik. He got mm-hmm. to do some ring announcement. That was cool. Yeah, that was also really cool. big shout out to Simon Miller. He got to wrestle on that show as well. Double cool. See, that's what I like about TNA. They do stuff like that. Like they know, like that most people are like, what is this? What's going on? But like, that probably hit really hard in the arena, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, both those um, things. Yeah, so both of those things. It was cool to see both of those things. Um, I, I just think it's cool to see people doing the wrestling they want to do. And it's cool to see fans excited for their wrestling, man. Like, there's so mm. much wrestling out here, man. You don't have to spend time being upset about the wrestling you don't like. Or you don't have to be as beholden to these things that you don't like. Man, just find the things you like and, you know get behind it like support oh, it like i don't mm-hmm. i don't I, it's not that difficult man so hey man if this is the thing that gets tna fans out there you know waving their flag prouder again in 2024 man hey man can't be mad at it yep shout out to impact shout out to tna it's gonna take some change i'm gonna be calling them now it's gonna be the reverse people never stopped <laughs> calling them t- tna when it was impact. now i'm gonna call them impact all the time when they're tna that's just how this is gonna work 
Thank you. Now, shout out to, uh, I think, to cap it off, shout out to the guy who was being wild, Scott Demore, for coming in. When he first invested again or whatever he did to come back to Impact, people were talking crazy about it. They were like, why are you doing this? Impact's a dead brand. Impact's this. You shouldn't do this. And then he came in and, you know, resurgence got him back into prominence, got him back to being TNA. So shout out to him for investing, believing, and executing. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I think that they're I think they're at a good place, man. I don't know what the financials and stuff are behind that, but you know, I think that they're in a good place in terms of perception. Um I don't know if we have any super chats. We got a couple. Uh, shout out to our friend Nye Green says, uh, what's up, fellas? And chat, just wanted to show some love. Appreciate you as always. Super Appreciate dope. you. Appreciate you. Uh, Van Twinblaze says, Will's, cu- Will's cousin is not to be effed with. I don't know who Will is. I don't know who he is, but uh, I think he had a birthday that just passed. Now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to whoever this guy Will is. Uh, happy birthday to that go- that guy. Yeah, that shout was. out to him who, you know, show, shares a birthday with one CM Punk. Um, <laughs> CM Punk also celebrated a birthday this week. He also did his media round, and I knew the second he did an interview, we were going to do what we always do, and people are going to overanalyze everything he said. They're going to take every quote from it and make it seem like a big deal. When we had to had to sit through a day of that same quote of him saying, ah, I don't know, guys. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'll be there. Tickets are sold out. Like I could tell that was him being funny. and that Listen him, to him, right? That was him just trying to be funny, but of course people ran with that and we got had to see that quote on our timeline 30,000 times there was nothing he could have said here phil that wasn't going to get people to talk right he could have flat out been no. like no i'm not going to be there and people would have been like you're a liar he could have been like yes i'm going to be there and people would have, you know like there's no good outcome i think he took the best route of being like oh tickets are sold out i might not be able to get in no, he was he was definitely taking the piss a little bit, and I thought it was funny. <laughs> he also, when asked if he was done with wrestling, he was like, "Nah, you know, my my son Larry is hurt." Uh, of course, he's talking about his dog. He he broke he tore his doggy ACL. He was being hella silly with being, the Larry talk. He was just being silly, but I <laughs> I don't know what people expect at this point. He seems happy, man. I don't. I, he seems happy, man. He of course was just on the Blackhawks. Uh, debut thing as well uh it just seems like he's living life man let this, this guy is live. maybe why he shouldn't come back to wrestling yet just let him cook out there man he looks happy when he's every this is how it always is too when he's not wrestling he looks great he's happy as soon as he comes back he has bags under his eyes he's stressed out like it's totally different maybe wrestling is the problem my people i don't know but you know, I don't. I don't think he's done with wrestling. If I had to guess, but he he does seem happier than he than he had been uh, recently. Uh, and uh, get well soon, Larry. If that ACL injury is real. That was <laughs> 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 silly. Uh, Smiley B W R says, "Afternoon, boys. Just checking in. Hope you're having a good weekend. It's almost November. Finally, hi Reggie. Hello, Tracy, my friend. I hope you're doing well." I hope the Chicago weather is treating you and my friend Philip Lindsay well out there. Is it? It's been surprisingly warm. It's supposed to get cold um, in the coming weeks, but we got it off kind of easy. It's October, heading into November, and it still hasn't really gotten cold, cold. So, global warming. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, mm-hmm. uh, That's all of our super chats for now. <laughs> 
Uh, let's see, we got some more Humper chats from Tony P. It says, looking at NXT has me thinking about the future of WWE again. Uh, they have a wealth of women for the future already. However, they seem to be lacking now with men. Big four of Melo, Ilya, Braun, and Trick are there, but don't see see much more from the men. I mean, they still got Tyler Bate down there. They still have some guys that mm-hmm. um, it seems like when they're finally ready to let them move on, they'll be fine. They've got like a nation, Nathan Frazier down there. Big, yeah. big high on Nathan Frazier. I think he's dope. Um, they've they've got some options, and they're going to keep signing people. Like They'll be fine. Uh, uh, Dragon Lee kind of just like was there for a cup of coffee, just had the fire match on SmackDown with uh, Cedric. I liked um, it. <laughs> um, I think he's been one of their best recent signings, and it seems like they're very high on him. Uh, he's really cool because he shows that like i didn't when they announced that he was going to be in nxt i was like yeah but like he's so like he hit like three of his spots like blow people away and i knew that's what was going to happen and like he came and started hitting that and blowing people away and i was like oh he's on his way and so i love that they're continuously it feels like on smackdown looking for this big mexican star like they have mm-hmm. like ever since ray mysterio came and like left they were like we got to get a new ray mysterio they're always been trying to get a new ray mysterio it feels like they got another one here with dragon lee he's an exceptional and the matt seeing cedric cedric looks great also like Bro. uh in all aspects like the way that he's working his physique like everything about cedric is Bro. on fire let this man wrestle man he's so good i just yeah. don't understand what they're doing let this guy wrestle man he's, he's so good man yeah. um that match showed it. It was like, yo, no, I could still do this. You guys are got me either backstage or on main event, which is like, shout out to main event. They've been uh, housing a lot of dope wrestling over there, but uh, you got to let this guy do his thing. You should see it right here. Yeah, I I don't really get it, but, you know, we can have a long talk about all, how talented that class from the Cruiserweight Classic that went to 205 Live was and how they wasted almost every single one of those guys. You know, shout out to Tozawa. He's doing the funny bits on Raw and everything, and people are into but it. That's but that's Tozawa, But Tozawa bro. is so good. There's so many guys from, from 205 Live that I they've just they just dropped the ball with. Like, I just don't get it. But what do I know? I mean, Damn, like, we, that's kind of one of those, like... People, when 205 Live was happening, people were indifferent about it, I think, of a lot of the time. But, like, yo, we were, that was something special with that roster, what they were doing with the times that they had, and just how the energy was different over there. Like, we, nothing like that in WWE can happen again. I don't think they'll ever invest like that of, like, a separate full-on brand that's in intertwined in the brand uh, specifically so we just have to look back on what that was and be like damn that was crazy stuff ali cedric buddy uh neville like all the stuff that was going on back then rich swan like yo like leo rush like yo they were on some crazy stuff back then i I have this moment every time i watch uh catch catch 22 and those guys in new japan that guy TJP is very good, TJP, man. Like every time man. I watch, I'm like, "Yo, this guy is good, man." Like I, TJP. and I know it's a it's a tough thing to say because some people don't like him for you know reasons of uh, on the internet and other things. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem he seems like problematic, but man, this guy can wrestle, man. 
TJP, Metalik, Greg Metalik, yo, they their roster was crazy, man. man. Oh my, Gulak, like, yo, they. I think I'm gonna go back and watch that tournament. Actually, hearing all these names again, I'm like, yo, those matches were insane. Zach Saber, (laughs) Zach Saber Jr. was in that tournament, bro. Um, man, Kota Ibushi. Yeah, now 205 Live used to be my favorite WWE show. Uh, I I could gush on and on about how much I like the Cruiserweight division and how much I just feel like they just dropped the ball with them. but yeah, I man, I would love to see them do another Cruiserweight Classic. And man, why won't they do another Mae Young Classic? I, they've got enough women. Why won't they do it? What is this? Why won't they do it? They have so, uh, so many women at this point. Yeah, I just thought about it uh, the other day because I was like, Tony Storm was the 20, 2018 Cruiserweight. I mean, not Cruiserweight, but a uh, Mae Young Classic winner. Mm-hmm. And man, like they still had so much stuff they could have done with the Mayan classic. Um, oh. Also today is a five year anniversary of WWE evolution. Is it do another evolution? Man. Why like, won't they do this? Honestly, like do another with, evolution, with their structure on how they're in Peacock and like, they're going crazy with the sellouts right now. Like it makes so much sense to do one of these shows. Why aren't you doing one of these shows? I don't get it. Yeah, we definitely need another one. Uh, I, I feel like there's a chance of getting another Evolution uh, more than there is of getting another Mae Young Classic. But hey, that's a good transition because we were going to talk about uh, old Ronda Rousey showed up in somebody else's wrestling ring. That's not a WWE ring. We thought she was done with wrestling. Speaking of somebody who was part of Evolution, and they say that's the reason why they won't do another Revolution. Evolution. Evolution. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, Evolution is a mystery. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on, man. Like, I thought Ronda was done with wrestling. Of course, she appeared at Lucha Vava Voob mm-hmm. um, over the week. Out of nowhere, she uh, appeared with Marina Shafir, one of her fellow uh, f- uh, four horse women of MMA. I'm very confused, Phil, because I just read an article maybe a week ago where it's like, Ronda Rousey, retired. I'm done here. Yeah, I'm retired. I don't do that anymore. I'm playing this game. Yeah, but yeah, she's, uh, it looks like, uh, I think she's been announced for a show. I have to double check this, but, um, she did post like the eye emojis or something when they announced, uh, Pro Wrestling Revolver coming to LA. Of course, Rhonda is in LA. That's, that's where she's from. Really? Uh, um, but I have to. So she's trying to do her thing, not in WWE, it sounded like. But yeah, uh, uh, apparently she got taken off of the main uh superstars page and she is now an alumni page for wwe so it seems like she's wrapped up her time with wwe because the Um, first time that i knew that ronda rousey was a big wrestling fan was seeing her at pwg shows like this was before wwe like her and Shayna and jessamine and all of them used to go and marina would go to the pwg shows in reseda and sit there with them crazy ass fans so like i know that she likes that type of stuff I didn't know that that could be the route of her leaving WWE and be like, fuck it, I'm going to just go do the independence because she's Ronda Rousey. But I think it's pretty dope. Yeah, uh, just popped up uh, about an hour ago. Breaking news. Ronda Rousey will debut at Pro Wrestling Revolver. Whoa. Uh, uh, on November 16th. Uh, that's uh, it's pretty wild. That show's like, in L.A.? That show is in L.A. Um yeah, let me make. Oh, sure. that's a uh, around that's, full gear time, huh? That's yeah. smart. Yeah, so uh, that's smart. Very interesting. Of course, that makes people wonder because, of course, Marina Shafir yep. is an AEW wrestler. What does that uh-huh. mean? Does that mean that Ronda Rousey could make the jump to AEW? That's um, a friend. I don't know. Um, like, cause we uh, initial. This is just like 
completely out of nowhere because we thought she was done. We thought she yeah. was retired. Um, <laughs> I don't know what this means. Um, this, she, you this think means, Rhonda pulled a fast one on the boys up there? <laughs> it, it does feel like she was just kind of done with uh, WWE because she had been, you know, showing frustration with WWE. Of course, we right. got the story when she first came back uh, for the Rumble, which was only just two years ago. Yeah, <laughs> It was just two years ago when she uh, made her return at Royal Rumble. God, uh, she did not care. In St. Louis. Huh? <laughs> but we heard the story then about her wanting to come back and re-debut as a heel. Um, and they tried to bring her back as a baby face. It didn't really go well. Um, she had to like short-lived tag team with Shayna. Um, then she had the SummerSlam match this year, which wasn't received well. Uh, I, I didn't hate it. I, I enjoyed it for what it, it was. It wasn't the worst. I, I think it's weird that Shayna didn't come out of it. I mean, you just you just beat Ronda Rousey, and she didn't come out of it like gunning for the main title, and they didn't have like a push for her, which is kind of weird. Yeah. But uh, her her sophomore year with the company is just so bizarre looking back at it. But you can also just tell that she is frustrated. It seems like uh, they were frustrated with her in some ways. Uh, she kept complaining about the way the book uh, uh, the women were booked. She was complaining about the tag division and stuff. And a lot of the stuff she was saying wasn't wrong. I, I think she had some valid points. Uh, but I just think uh, now that now that we're uh, out of it and we can see the smoke clearing maybe this was just like yeah man i'm gonna put my friend out over on the way out and i'm yep. just done and I'm, I'm gonna say i'm retired but I, I i still have interest in doing wrestling things here and there just not for you and yeah. <laughs> respect she said i'm retired from sports entertainment big dog i'm, I'm still gonna do my thing over here respect ronda rousey because like i think just like i said i saw her at pwg show she loves pro wrestling and that's what sometimes this company could do try to kill your love for pro wrestling like no i'm gonna go do this over here with my friend and see what's going on very interesting though her being announced for revolver like good good grab for them like i mean they got a couple ends with her friends and stuff yeah. like that but like yo that's a that's a big deal yeah i mean this could be interesting i don't know what it means i i won't say that this has me excited for her to go to AEW because i no. wasn't the biggest fan of her her last two years of wrestling um mm -hmm. but if this is just her you know going and doing indie wrestling and you know trying to get better trying to improve trying to do trying to figure out her identity as a wrestler because i think that's the thing that Shayna had always had over her is that Shayna had done an indie run she had wrestled yep. in japan yep. um she had done stuff like shimmer and all this other stuff so by the time she came to wwe and she was in a mayan classic she already knew who she was as a wrestler yep. and then on top of that you got to do nxt you got to have the nxt run and i think Ronda never really had the chance to to develop and grow as a performer. Her There's first a, match was at WrestleMania. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I feel like they threw her in the deep end right away, and I understand why, because she's Ronda Rousey. She's a massive yeah. star. It but um, I just don't think that she ever had the chance to really develop the way that Shayna did. And, I mean, you can even see it in Marina, how Marina has gotten progressively better and better. And she's figured out her identity in a way that she hadn't when she was with uh, NXT. And, I mean... You know, still a growing process for Marina as well. But, of course. But if this is just Rhonda's way of going, man, I just want to dip my toes in here and there and, you know, do do something else other than, like, WWE style, like, I get it. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, Marina has, a part of her improvement has been working these shows with Revolver. So I'm sure she's yeah. like, yo, I'm having a good time over here at Revolver. I'm learning a lot. There's a good roster. Like, maybe yeah. you should come do your thing over here. 
Yeah, people speak very highly of Marina. Um, that's the thing that I always say when I hear fans say they don't like Marina. When you when you hear other wrestlers talk, they speak very highly of Marina. Yeah. They like I have her. never heard one bad word about it. Everybody's like, yeah, I mean, she's she's here to do her thing. She's proven. She's all this. I'm like, oh, sounds good to me. Yeah, I mean, when you when you listen to Mox talk about her on Renee's podcast, Mox really likes her. Like he spoke mm-hmm. really high of, highly of her. So, um. If this is just her way of, you know, working her way back up and possibly uh, either going back to WWE or signing somewhere else after that, might not be a terrible idea. And Marina might be trying to do her little thing, too. She's like, yo, like, I got a little re- leverage. Hey, what if I get my homegirl up over here? What y'all going to do then? It's just like what uh, uh, Ryan Nemeth is doing. Like, yo, my big <laughs> bro is on his way, dog. Like, just wait. Y'all could keep talking and be, keep being crazy. But when my big brother shows up, life going to yeah. be different. Yeah, I mean, I, it wouldn't be a terrible idea. I mean, I, I it wouldn't be a, the, uh, it wouldn't be ah. ideal, ideal for me for her to sign right away with AEW. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm but okay. I, I, again, if this is something that she wants to work towards and like do the indies for a while and figure out like what she wants to do, if she still, you know, find her love for wrestling again, mm-hmm. I, I'm fine with that because I think, I think the thing that worked in her first year is that she was clearly excited. She was clearly having fun doing certain stuff. She did, didn't seem like she was having fun <laughs> last yeah, year or so. End, she yeah. just seemed so miserable. And so mm-hmm. I think if this is just her way, you know, to find her love of wrestling again, hey, man, I'm all for it. And I didn't get it, Phil, because I would see her when she was in WWE. She would do, like, her own streams. And she I'd be like, this is the person I want to see on TV. She's entertaining. She's personable. She's all the things that like got her to prominence. And WWE just like stripped her of all that when they would let her talk. I don't know why they let her talk so often or tried to script her. Whatever they did didn't work. And so I was always like that added on to her feeling like she was bored is they kind of yeah. kept for- forcing her to try to say these weird things. And so I hope this is even if she does this and she's like, oh, I'm done with wrestling. I hope that's what it is, too. Like she doesn't have to be like. I have to keep doing this because blah, blah, blah. Sure, she got some pretty good money in the bank, but I think this is pretty exciting for her. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's some cool things she could do. There's people that she can work with that, um, you know, work like a shoot style that could kind of help her along. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, getting her in a room with people like Mox and people that kind of have, have worked with other MMA fighters, I think mm-hmm. that that could work for her. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know what this means, but, you know, We'll see. That means we're probably going to be see Ronda Rousey at Bloodsport next year. Well, it sounds like that sounds wild. <laughs> Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey wrestling during WrestleMania weekend at Bloodsport. Like, yo, that might be a hot ticket during WrestleMania weekend because you're yeah. you're going to get the Claudio match on that card, and yeah. you know if you, I'm assuming Marina is going to wrestle again at Bloodsport, but Ronda Rousey on that card, man, that's a that's a hot ticket. I mean, Marina and Ronda, you got the match right there. That sounds nuts. <laughs> that sounds absolutely nuts. But, you know, crazier things have happened in wrestling. So, you know, we'll see. Listen, it's a good, to like just like I was saying earlier, 2024 is about to be some wild shit. We're about to see some different, different stuff, and I'm very excited about it. Really quick before we move forward, are you going to watch the uh, boxing match tonight with uh, Tyson Fury and uh, former UFC heavyweight boxing heavyweight champion, Francis Nuganu. No, nah, I'm probably nah, not. We've got a we, we got a bunch of wrestling tonight. We've got a we got a pretty good collision card. We've got a we we've got a New Japan show in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, Is that that's tonight? The New Japan show in Vegas. 
I thought it was tonight. Maybe I'm yeah. wrong. Maybe is it tomorrow? It's uh, one let of let these days this week. But I know that's a super hot card, and I'm excited about what's going on there. Wrestling is just consistently constant. It's never going away. There's yeah. always some hot cards it, going on. Yeah. And we uh, just had. I saw people this morning being excited about the Noah card that happened. Uh, Kano's now the uh, new GHC heavyweight champion. I know people were excited about that. Real quick, since we're talking about Noah, shout out to the homie Terry Yaki for going out there and having a great time, getting better, improving. Um, it's kind of crazy because, like, that class of uh, of AR Fox's graduates, like, yeah. he's such a great coach. And seeing, like, a, him have another one is just like, damn, man, I'm excited. So shout out to Teriyaki man. for doing this thing out there. And uh, no, Man, I miss having AR Fox on TV more. <sighs> he's got the he's got the big match tonight with Jay White, but, man. Oh, I they announced that. It. I didn't know that they announced that. Yeah, uh, yeah, pretty good card for Collision tonight. Um, but, yeah, miss having Yeah, AR somebody Fox said uh, Mogul Embassy and AR Fox together recently, and I was like, damn, man, man. that was so good. What a time. <laughs> what a time, man. <laughs> But yeah, no, the, the New Japan Strong show is tonight. Uh, Fighting Spirit Unleashed is tonight. They're nice. going to have the, the Julia versus Hayan match on that card. Mm-hmm. I believe uh, Tama Tonga versus Shingo's on that card as well. Mm. Uh, Eddie Kingston, Eddie Kingston. Versus, versus Hanare is on that card as well. Mm-hmm. Should, be a, should be a fun night of wrestling uh, with that and Collision. Um, Collision? We got yeah. a pretty good... Well, let's get into a few Super Chats before we get fully in the collision uh a new rag our friend shout out to a new grass says aw needs more focus built to wrestle dream was good after that it's messy let the dynamite and collision rosters be separate with a few crossovers yeah i the further we get away from the soft brand split the more i feel like the brand split was working and it i like it. It. it was <laughs> it, it was good because you you had guys on collision that were highlighting and man the mm-hmm. more guys from collision come over to dynamite man Seems like those collision guys are getting the raw end of the stick. We'll get into that a little bit more, but I just, I like the way, I like the direction they had a lot of those collision guys going at one point, and then you had to to focus on certain guys on Dynamite. It was working, man. I wasn't mad at it. Yeah, I just want to see, they spoiled me with that. I just want to see different wrestlers on each show now, just because there's so many. Like, honestly, just for your brand, it just makes more sense to spread it out, like, I like Adam Copeland. I don't think we need to see Adam Copeland on every single no. show, though. You know what I mean? Like, they they should like spread this out to like, okay, Adam Copeland was on Dynamite, so this week on Collision is going to be highlighted by this guy. They had it right. They had they were doing it right. Yeah. I understand why they're not anymore, but like maybe just do it again. Yeah, it just just maybe make Collision a show for specific wrestlers to yeah. you know raise their profile. Um, you don't need everybody on every show, man. You no. could just designate certain guys to specific shows. That's it. Uh, Orion Ben six 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 says, "You guys speak the truth." After Dragon versus Dragon Lee versus Cedric, I went back to CWC and his match with Abushi. I saw those. Classic. I didn't know Cedric could tweet. Yeah, no, that that's always funny when somebody's gone or off TV or on a different show that people don't watch. Of people being like, oh, I didn't know Cedric was this good. I didn't know Cedric was blah, blah, blah. It's like, yo, come on, man. Wake up. Yeah, no. Classic match. It's a match that got him hired. Yeah, legit. Uh, LaRon Ford says, if Ronda had complaints about how the women's 
the women were presented in WWE. I can't see her going over to AEW where the re- women are presented even worse. I mean, That's fair, but I mean, I guess the arg- the counter argument will always be that they've She's never a big star. they've never had a star as big as Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Um, now, does that mean they'll know what to do with her? Absolutely not. Yeah. But um, it 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 is it is always one of those chicken and the egg scenarios with um, AEW and the women's wrestling. Because that's a part of the thing is like, there's not the big giant. We have to have this person on TV star, and Ronda is supposed yeah. to represent that. You know what I mean? Man, I am gonna disagree with you, bro. I just saw this coming out of the corner of my eye. That first six weeks of Collision was fire, bro. I was, I was in. <laughs> I was locked in, buddy. <laughs> 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 Every was, week, that was Phil's favorite show. In, man. Colliding, for sure. <laughs> we were colliding, buddy. I think they can still do it though, because they have elements over there. If they yeah. just keep them separate, we're lit. But they just are not keeping them separate. I mean, and I I enjoyed bits of last week's uh, episode of Collision. Uh, I thought the Andrade match with uh, Brian, of course, was fire. Fire. And, and I enjoy some other bits of it, but it, it's it's not quite the same. But you know, they're still trying to figure it out. It's a week by week process, and they're uh, you know new shows and everything. There's a lot going on over there. Uh, Leron Ford also says, but if Ronda did go to AEW, do they put her and Marina, who is really good in wrestling, Revolver in the BCC? I don't think so. I I, I would actually like them to kind of start their own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't be mad at them doing like a stable with. Uh, Ronda, Marina, and maybe somebody else. Um, man, Serena. hey, that makes so much sense. But you need you need somebody. If you're gonna go with those three, you need somebody in the group that can talk. Um, oh and, yeah, that is the thing. And that, that would be an issue. Uh, but I, I would be. I wouldn't be mad at that as a stable. Just get him a mouthpiece like Maria or somebody. You know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, a new rag also says, "Ain't Phil and JMJF feud." Jay doesn't feel like a threat when MJF is feuding with so many others. Don't want ROH on AEW. Feels like a holding pattern to the new TV contract. AEW women's division deserves better. I totally forgot about this. Um, JPR Reckless 244. Paige Van Zandt versus Ronda Rousey is on the table now. Is it not? It is on the table. That's right. I didn't even think about that, but... That sounds crazy. I don't know if I'm here for that, but that is an interesting point. I didn't even think about that. I mean, if I'm a promoter, I'm doing that match for sure. I don't know if I want to see it, should. but like, yo, hey, if, if we have the opportunity, let's book that. Yeah. Uh, and we should book that because Paige Van Zandt's theme song, I think. is really <laughs> Look, <good> I'm <laughs> trying to get my shit out. I don't care about that. <laughs> that big match plus my song. Yeah, I think the book that, TK. That might hit. That is interesting, though, because we haven't heard anything about Paige Van Zandt in months. Um I don't know. Paige know where the bag is, and it's not getting DDT'd. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. If I was doing I'm the same thing. Look, get slammed or show them yams. Look, show them yams. <laughs> Yo, what? <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Respectfully, of course. Oh. Uh, Will Chisholm says, I got to ask, what is ROH? The only champ I care about is our great women's champion. 
ROH is struggling right now, bro. I uh, damn. I don't know what to make of this company, man, because it's like, bro, you have things going for you, man. But it's like, like, I immediately thought this week when we had the Bucks on Dynamite defending the six-man tag match. I'm just like, you know, it would make sense to put these these three guys on ROH and, you know, <laughs> entice people to watch the show. I, I don't really understand. I don't understand. Why Seems don't... really simple to me, but they just are like, nah. I, I don't get it, man. I... I... I don't really get like uh, even even a match last week with Eddie Kingston. I'm like, yo, why don't you just have all of these guys on ROH, the show that you want people to spend their money on? You want people to buy the streaming platform to watch the show. Why don't you put these stars on that show? I just don't understand what's happening, man. I I can go into another rant if I don't understand the way the elite are booked in general. I don't understand their usage on the show. I just don't get it. Um, I, I don't know what they're doing. Um, and the homie has been, uh, CM Punk has been gone for a while. The boys haven't showed up on Collision one time since then, I, I think. I, I don't know what's happening, man. Like, I, I just don't Like, care. what's going on here, you guys? They, they, <laughs> they of course, just announced that uh, Final Battle will be available on ROH uh, yeah. um, Honor Club. And you won't have to pay extra for it. It will be a part of your usual subscription which is good and i yep. think that that should be the move going forward but again you have to give people reason to watch this streaming platform that they're spending mm -hmm. 10 bucks on and if you're gonna put the belt on eddie kingston and a guy that people want to see have that guy on that show i don't know people like the young bucks and hangman how about I having those em. three guys on that show people really like samoa joe I don't know. Use him on that show. Do storyline stuff on that show. Don't just give us the match of the week stuff. And that stuff is fine, but you're burning people out by just only giving giving them that. Like I, I again, people got all upset with you, and they got all upset with us when we when we said what we said about ROH months ago. Nothing has changed. It's the yeah, same thing. If anything, it's worse. <laughs> like anything, it's worse. <laughs> like I just don't. I don't. I don't get what they're doing with ROH right now. I just don't get it. <laughs> As someone who reviews this show on a weekly basis, Phil, some of these shows are a chore to get through. Yeah. And they shouldn't be, dude. You got all the pieces. Why am I watching this when just uh, the shows on Thursday and Wednesday, I saw the ROH something being defended? Why am I seeing this on Thursday? Like, there's so many people that respond to Kate and I being like, I canceled my subscription for that show because they're not giving me what I want. It, I canceled that sad, subscription man. because they're not putting the champions on. I did this for this reason. And it's like, these aren't even hard things to fix. Like, just put Eddie Kingston on the show. Or if you're not going to put Eddie Kingston on the show, put the championships on people that are going to be on the show. That you can. Put the tag team championships on the, ki the kingdom who's here every week. Put the TV championship on Dalton Castle or Shane Taylor who are here every week. Put these belts on people that are going to be here yeah, that you I, can have in these matches if that's what we're doing. Yeah, I, I just don't get it. And I mean, I'm not saying that ROH is just a terrible show because the matches no, it's and stuff good. are good, but it's just, it's not enough to get people to continue to watch, man. Like right. if, if you want people to watch the show regularly, you got to give them storylines. You got to give them the, the big names. You got to give them something other than just big matches. You can watch big matches everywhere at this point. That's not... That's not enough. You, you you can see good wrestling on so many other platforms at this point. Like I said, you're paying 10 extra dollars for this, bro. That's what I was going to say, so, Phil. If I'm comparing my $10 to all the other $10 and this is all that you're giving me, 
this ain't enough. If it's, I could get not. New Japan or Wrestle World, like there's so many other Fight TV, uh, IWTV, all these other places I could give up for 10 bucks, and this is all you're giving. That's not enough. It's not. And I mean, Athena is, is carrying that brand. The stuff she's, she's amazing. Doing. Stuff she's doing with Billy Stark is great. She's got a match coming up with Mar- uh, Mercedes Martinez, which is a rematch of uh, her her Tonight. initial uh, her initial title win. Mm-hmm. Cool, but I just I just would like to see more from ROH, man. That's um, it. It, it. I I when I think of how good the Pure Division was when Tony first bought the company, mm-hmm. and the stuff they were doing with Yuta Whoa, and Garcia. That first month or two was so it was, fire. It was so great, <laughs> and it's just like we're not getting any of that anymore. And don't get me wrong, I enjoy Shibata's champ. But it's like, man, I just, I don't know, man. I just think the brand could be so much better, and I just don't know what's hindering it at the moment. Because it was, it was, it was cooking it for the first few months. Like, I like it. At one point, we were like, man, the booking for this show feels like it's better than, you know, his main shows. And yep. now it's like, I don't know. Maybe he's got too many plates spinning. I don't know. It's a lot of plates spinning. It's a lot of and 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 like like Phil has said. It's not a bad show. There's a lot of good stuff that they do. Some of these shows, there's four women's matches on the show. Yeah. And it's like the women are great there. The The indie talent that they feature on there is great. It's like they have so many great elements, but like we yeah. need something more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, there are a lot of people that I do enjoy, like Trisha Dora being on that show. Um, you do have, you know, like I said, Billy Stark is there. You mm-hmm. do have... Uh, um, you do have like Dalton Castle. You do have mm-hmm. uh, you got so many things going for that show, and it's just like, man, just book it a little bit better, man. That's all. That's it. Make it its own thing. I I still say that the thing that uh that hurt it was um adding it to the collision tapings. Yeah, I I think when it was at Universal Studios and it had its audience and it had a different feel and vibe to it, it was different. I just think it needs to find its identity again. Um. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. Lady Frog. But like I movie. said, they're not that far off on what can do to be improved there. Like it's not like they're totally in the mud that it's over. It's like they switch a few things over and we're right back into this. Yeah. Uh Lady Frost is another another wrestler that I enjoy every week on when she's she is on there because she's such a good wrestler. Really great moonsault. Um, she's awesome. Very talented wrestler, but that's why I'm like, it's not a lack of talent there. It's just no. Layla Hirsch has been destroying it out there. Yes. Willow still consistently yeah. out there. The Renegade Twins, I think, are really good up and comers. Mm-hmm. They got some. They recent additions like Allison Kay and Marty Bell have been on the show. Like the women's division is destroying it. Rachel Ellering got a good win this week. I think that they have all the elements there, uh, but they just gotta execute it a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, Orion Ben six 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 says uh, Swerve made Hangman's kid a Nana fan with the shirt. <laughs> Crazy, leaving my kid a shirt is like that's we, we're beefing. Yeah, uh, Irene, <laughs> it, it ain't his fault that he left his kid in the house by himself. Like, what are you doing? Uh, Irene C says I like the soft roster split as it highlighted a huge roster. I guess the question is, what main event stars would anchor Collision at this point? That's kind of been your thing too, right, Phil? Yeah, I think that's the thing they still got to figure out. Like, um, it 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 seems like they wanted to be Brian, but the issue with that is, um, it it 
there there are no real stakes to his storylines at the moment. It's really True. him. They're having good matches, and you know, it's just like, can you beat Brian Danielson for yeah. that bragging right? And I don't know if that's enough to carry the whole show. Yeah, when, at least when you had FDR with the belts, you could at least anchor around the tag title matches. Um, you could do stuff with Punk in the real world title. You had stuff that you can do with that, and I feel like, I feel like the answer is making the TNT champion the main champion on that brand, um, and. I don't know if, if Christian's the guy to do that, but I, I do feel like that's the answer. I think that they should make the TNT title the main championship on that brand. Can we make Kenny Omega the main event star over here? Because he's not the main event star of Dynamite. I don't know. I wouldn't, <laughs> I mean, like, now that you've got the belt back on Orange Cassidy, for example, like, I wouldn't be mad because you were doing that on Dynamite for the longest, making, you know, doing an Orange Cassidy match of the week and doing certain stuff. Like, I wouldn't be mad if you were doing that. It seems like you kind of do that with the TBS type title stuff right. here and there. Um, but I think that that's kind of the issue. you got to figure out who is your main character, your main, main event anchor for that show and build around him. Yeah, and then, like, the issue with, like, Christian is he's a great champion, but he's not defending the belt every week. And you need somebody that's defending. It doesn't even have to be every week, but, like, more consistently than what Christian's doing with it. Yeah. Uh, Will Chisholm says, I'm just asking, why does it, why does AEW getting a big women star for Tony Khan to act? Why does them getting a big star, uh, the only thing that makes Tony Khan care about the women's division? You should build trust in your division. They are great. Yeah, they have all the elements there already, but I don't think it's, numbers man it's it's stuff like that it's perception it's all these other things that kind of play a role like none of them are like ronda rousey main event at wrestlemania like yeah uh, mercedes has main event in new japan shows like there's different stuff that goes along they don't they uh, it's not that they're not stars over there it's just different i i I get what will chisholm is saying is that you have to allow your talent to grow True. into that star you have to see who you have and you got to build them in the stars like becky lynch it took it took time for becky lynch to become becky lynch it took time for mercedes to become sasha with nxt you you gave them the time to develop into that on your developmental brand and then grow them along the way uh, and yeah it would be cool to have like a ready-made star right away but you have talented women that you can build into something bigger. You just got to give them the opportunities, man. You mm-hmm. can't just expect, all right, well, we're doing one women's match a week and, you know, something eventually will come out of that. Now you got to give them promos in front of the crowds. You got to give them fuse. You got to give them storylines. You got to, you got to let them grow. And that's just not happening. I, I think, as I've said for the longest, the biggest issue with the with the division is consistency. But I also think one of the issues is that they just don't, he just doesn't commit to the women the way that he does to the men. Like, I, the example I always give is Sammy Guevara. Like, how many chances has Sammy Guevara got a chance to turn heel or go face or try something else or fail and do something else? You don't see that same commitment to the women. Do you I think, think that's a problem? Do you think that it's happening right now with Tony Storm? Do you think she's getting that kind of commitment? I think I think that Tony's a good example where they are definitely trying to see where this goes with um, her character because it's received well. Mm-hmm. Um, but even her, I just think that like yeah, those silent movie things are cool, but 
get her in front of the crowd. I think that it was a good right. it was a good thing to get her out there on Rampage this week. But I think the more you get her in front of the crowd, the more your audience is going to invest in that person. The more your mm -hmm. audience is going to be happy to see her. You see that happened with Sheeta. Like, I don't yep. think it's a coincidence that, you know, you putting her in main event and you showing your audience that you think that she's a big deal makes the audience care more when she's champion or makes the audience come more with signs and they think she's a big deal if you tell us we're, that she's you, a big deal you got to do your you got to do your part as a promoter and that's why i always right. say it's kind of like this chicken or the egg situation with oh we don't have a big enough star here but how much of that is that you haven't treated some of these women like big stars like yeah i get it you don't have a ronda you don't have a becky you don't have a sasha you don't have these ready-made big names but you do have people that you could have built like Britt is a perfect example of that. Britt came in, and I remember that first year. People did not like Britt like that the first year, but yeah. Britt grew into a massive star. You got you to gotta give these women opportunities, man. You're never going to see what you have. You're never going to know. Mm -hmm. I don't think we're ever going to know at this rate. Uh, Ron and Mike Clip says, Happy Grapsity Saturday. Grapsity Saturday. Uh, Y'all going to the New Japan show tonight. Can't wait to see Julia live for the first time. Jim Cornette can go F himself. Have a good time at the New Japan show tonight. That's going to be dope. Shout out to Vegas. I hope everything is fire tonight. Um, yeah. And the last part, I don't know what that's for. So. I don't know what this in the context <laughs> of that. But, yeah, I, that's going to be a fire match. Um, Hyun had uh, talked a lot about how she wanted to wrestle a New Japan show. And this was one of her dreams. So really cool to see her get that moment. And Julia, seeing Julia wrestle in the U.S. is great. Hopefully we'll get to see more of that. Hopefully we get that Mercedes match um, that we've been so, clamoring for in the next few months. Um, you need it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to get that match. <laughs> That's all of our Super Chats for now. Appreciate everybody for submitting Super Chats. Being cool on this Saturday. Uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, we got some more Humper Chats. Um, uh from tony p says looking at nxt oh i read that one already i think yeah i read that one already uh says uh my worry with most nxt talent is their act transitions um will their act transition to the main roster because the orlando crowd is way different from the main crowd um i think that they have streamlined their call-up process i mm -hmm. think that that's one of the things that's worked from nxt 2.0 um is that they definitely have a, a better idea of how to build main roster guys down there. And that way, when they come up, they're more prepared for, you know, the main roster's booking habits. Cause like you see that in Solo Sokoa, you see that in Gunther. Like I was very skeptical at work at first, but the Gunther stuff is working. Yep. Um, I mean, same thing with Dragon Lee, like Dragon Lee wasn't there long, but I think that they figured out like what works and, when they're ready to move people up. I, I, you've had more success stories recently in call-ups. Like, even look at Pretty Deadly. Pretty Deadly is already doing very well. Um, and so I, I think they've they've kind of figured it out. They, stream, they streamlined that process, so I'm not as worried about that. I think somebody like Tiffany Stratton, when she does come up, she's going to do well. I think Mark Carmelo, when he eventually comes up, going to do well. Um, I think they're still trying to um, figure out stuff like uh, Bronze character, and get that uh fine-tuned by the time he's moved up but i i'm not as worried about that i think that they've got guys that you can clearly see already yeah i think that's what i was gonna say i don't think we have that problem any longer i don't i, I don't want to say that though because it is wwe they is crazy but i think that they <laughs> definitely figured it out like somebody was saying they have a big four over there 
Braun, Melo, Dragunov, Trick, all four of those guys could go up to the main roster exactly how they are. No name changes, no anything. Yeah. Like they could be exactly who they are. And I think they have a bunch of women, same thing, like Tiffany Stratton and uh, you know, uh who's the champ now? What's her name? Uh Lyra Lyra Valkyrie. Lyra, Lyra Valkyria. Yeah, she uh she could go up too. There's a bunch of them like that that uh I think they finally figured out how to get them the same way that we've seen them over here in NXT on the main roster. Cause that was a big, huge problem yeah. for a long time. It was like, well, uh, everything that I like about this person, you just stripped them of it and made them into this. And I think yeah. that's a, that's a good position that they're existing in at the moment. So they have making yeah. some good changes over there. HBK is doing his thing. Yeah. I, I think it's better than it, it had been for years before that. I think the way that they stopped doing call-ups and, and just figured it out, I think that it helped. Um, and yeah, shout out to Lyra because uh, she had the big match with Becky this week. Uh, Becky put her over huge. Uh, um, you could tell how much Becky um, cared about this NXT run and how much she wanted the other women to look good. Um, I think that she got more eyes on Tiffany, and I thought that she made uh, Lyra look like a big star. And I was mm-hmm. I was a fan of her before when she was Valkyrie on uh, and she was doing OTT stuff when she was uh, doing the stuff for Pro Wrestling Eve when she was uh, doing a tag team with um, Debbie Keitel. Um, so I already knew of Valkyrie, and I mean it was just one of those things where they kept changing this woman's name, <laughs> and I'm just like, all right, just settle on a name and let's let's get rocking. But uh, it seems like they've settled in. Um, uh, it seems like this went over very well. They put the whole match on on uh, YouTube right away, which mm-hmm. is a good sign. Um, man, a lot of respect to Becky, man. I I, I got to give Becky a lot of credit for this NXT title run. Um, she definitely is a big part of more interest coming to NXT because NXT has been surprisingly better. It's been it's been getting more viewers. It's doing really well in the in the viewership, and a part of that is Becky Lynch. Yeah, I kind of had this idea before where I was like, I remember tweeting about it like, oh, NXT needs to bring over people like Dolph Ziggler, uh, Randy Orton, kind of these interesting vets that have kind of been around because I think they'd be interesting mixing it up. This Becky thing is beyond my wildest dreams. Like Becky's the biggest women's wrestling star that they have in the entire company. And so for her to go down to their quote unquote developmental brand, win their championship uh, have some great matches, put over a number of their talent while doing it is like, yo, that's like the dream of having the main roster star come down and do it. Big props to Bre- Becky. She brought big ratings to NXT. She brought a lot of interest over there. And she looks like she was just having fun doing most of it. So um, yeah. it's time to get her back up uh, clicking on the main roster, though, right? It's time for her to get into some main event matches and get back to being Becky, right? Listen, man, I think this year has reminded me that Becky, Becky is her, man. Watching her in that Money in the Bank match and seeing how excited people were and just seeing the difference with her in the ring and how people work around her, seeing the excitement of her possibly winning that briefcase, I still think that she's my pick to win the Rumble. I think that they should pull the trigger and make her the the first two-time Women's Royal Rumble winner. I think she's had a, quietly had a very good year. Um, I think that they should uh they Becky. should they should uh have her win the rumble and we should pull the trigger on Becky versus uh Rhea at WrestleMania. You think Becky should go over? It's a good question. I wouldn't be mad at it. I wouldn't be mad at her winning the championship um and like having a run where similar to her run before she got pregnant, she had to take some time off where she was having a fuse and 
you know, elevating the division along the way. Because, man, I don't think people remember, like, that division was kind of moving when she was there. Mm -hmm. um, that was the most people were interested in Lacey Evans because yeah. she did a lot with Lacey Evans. I thought that feud went on too long. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, I thought Becky did a lot to help her get that character working. Um, she had the feud with Oscar that year that was really good. Um, they were having they were having the, the dope matches. Mm -hmm. um, I think that there's a lot of good things they could do with Becky as champion again. I don't think you need to rush down that path, but I do think that uh, that should be the WrestleMania match. It seems like they've been teasing that for a long time. How do we garner interest, more interest in Rhea Ripley as the champion going into WrestleMania? But I think there is interest in her. I just think as you, champion, you've got to you've got to make the belt uh, a little bit more prominent, like. I think people are into her as champion, but the, she's just not having enough title defenses. She doesn't have any like really prominent views. Like it's so crazy because she is so popular right now. Yeah, like, she's over super super duper popular. Mm -hmm. um, but I just wish that you know she was doing more wrestling, doing more as champion. Same. Um, because uh, that's I, what got her to being this popular. That's what I don't get. I'm like, the point of this is because we like what she does in the ring. Why aren't we seeing her doing the crazy strong stuff? Why aren't we seeing her doing the pins? Like, all the stuff that kind of brought her over here, they're like, no, she's a leader of Judgment Day, which also has got her over, super over, but, yeah. like, there's this other element that we like, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I, I can't hate too much because uh this is a fresh take to have a woman leading a a, a faction with men in it Correct. and it, it's it's potential it's possibly it's the working most, it's possibly the most popular uh stable in the company mm -hmm. um and you know she is you know undoubtedly the leader of the faction but i just would like to see her get some more feuds going i would like to see her have some more pay-per-view matches have some more like big defenses um so hopefully they ramped it up heading into wrestlemania um but I think it'll be fine. I think she's still at this point where she's so popular. That's going to be a marquee match no matter what. And yep. if it's Becky, it's Becky, man. Like, Becky is, like, one of their biggest stars. So, I mean, I think it'll be fine. Uh, but I I definitely don't think she's losing that, that belt anytime soon. No, <laughs> no I wouldn't think so either. Uh, yeah, there's going to be some interesting things going into WrestleMania season because we got Bianca. We now got Jade. We got Becky. We got Rhea. We got Charlotte. We yeah. got a bunch of elements, uh, EO, Asuka, Bailey. Like, there's all these people that are going to kind of be involved in what's going on going up there. So, I'm interested to see what they do with the Royal Rumble because I like the Becky idea, but I'm also like, maybe Jade, but they're setting up Jade pretty big. She could be the one. Like, Bianca's still out think, there being super hot. Like, I think it's a little early. I think because I think it's different her and Cody. Cody. Cody's like a vet. Cody's a Cody's he's a, Cody's different. He's a worker and he he's he's got like the he he's got it he's got the total package working right now. I yeah. think uh of course Jade has the presentation down, she has the look, um she has the aura, but I think it's too soon to give her that big of a win. Um I wouldn't be upset with it, but I would hold off on that. Like that's a lot mm -hmm. of pressure to put on her right away to make her Royal Rumble winner and then try to build around a big WrestleMania match. I think you can give her a big WrestleMania match, but I don't think it needs to be on that stature just yet. Right. They got time. They got a bunch of time. They got a bunch of things they could do. 
Uh, I like that this week. The idea that I had for Jade Cargill <laughs> is that I think that her and Bianca should team up and really make money. And I like that this week Bianca was also like, "Hey, we could be making a lot of money out here as big dog tag team partners." Did, did you Did you see that clip? I didn't see the clip. You got watch the whole clip, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a little spice in there, man. Yeah. Okay. There's a little spice in there. Really. Um, I, I didn't know what to make of it because, of course, people were reading it and going, man, sure seems like Bianca don't like this woman. And I was like, I don't know if I would go that far, but it's a little, it's a little spice in there, right? Yeah, I read I'm the tone of it. At, I just love, read that little uh, excerpt, and I was like, oh, that's dope. But, yeah, now I'm going to have to go and look at the clip if there's some spice. I mean, storyline-wise and real-life-wise, there, you, if you know, the elements, yeah, I would probably feel the same way if I was Bianca. Like, it feels like... I was the prized pupil, the one next up, the one to do it. And now you guys got a new shiny toy. And who the hell am I? Like, y'all are giving her all the yeah. stuff. Y'all are doing all this. Y'all are doing this. Who the fuck am I? It definitely had this tone at one point. Like, she can't just come in and ex- just expect everything. You got to work. Saying. You yeah. got to work. You got you to gotta do what I did. Because, you know, of course, Bianca was, she is about, as close to homegrown talent as you're going to get. She is a homegrown yep. talent for them. She's homegrown talent. They yeah. built her from the ground up as a as somebody that came in who had no experience with wrestling, did the, did the years in NXT, mm-hmm. came up and, you know, of course, did the, did the big feuds with all of the top names in the division. Um, so, yeah. And it, it might not have been just – it might – it just felt a little spicy, but it definitely no, had that's, a tone like you got you got to work. You got to you got to you can't just come in and expect that's, everything. That's how wrestlers are, though. Like that could be real anchor. That could be kayfabe because people do feel like that. But I feel like that's not Jade's fault. Like if they're going to come and push me to the moon, blame them. Don't blame me. I'm just here doing my job. Yeah, man. Um, but that's also why I'm like, I don't think that I don't think that it's a terrible idea to give her the Royal Rumble win. But I also think that, you know, there's a way to get to that. I think that you've got to build towards it. It's just not the same situation as Cody. Cody Cody came in white hot, man. And that's not to say that she's not currently hot. Um, she's I, black hot if Cody's white hot. <laughs> so stupid. Um, you know, I, I can't. You Cody know, came in white hot. Jade came in black hot. No, I get it. <laughs> I, I, I just think that, you know, I think it's very telling as well. She's been there. Almost two months, and we still haven't gotten a match. Nothing. Um, like she's yeah. been, she's been doing the backstage stuff. She's been doing the appearances. Um, but I just think you gotta, I, I like, think not you, even a tease of she's gonna be like nothing. Nothing. That's why I'm like, <laughs> it, it definitely feels like they are working with her at the performance center. If I had mm-hmm. to guess, and if you know they're still getting her to the place she that they wanted want her to be as a performer, I get that. But that's more reason why I'm like. Are you going to be at that point in in three months uh, by the time the Royal Rumble comes? Maybe. Um, but I, I also don't think you want to run into the same problem you had with LaRonda where you gave her so much so early and she peaked so early. Um, by the second year, it was just like people were kind of exhausted with it and they had they were burned out with it. That's how, uh, hearing everything you're saying right now, that's kind of how I feel like the fans would be, too. If you gave her yeah. the Royal Rumble win, people are like, oh, no, don't shove this person down our throat. We don't you want know that how we, You know how it usually goes. If, yeah. if if you push somebody too hard, too fast, 
um, fans will reject them. They don't like that shit. And so I think you just got to gradually bring her along. I think that you can do big feuds with her right away, but I wouldn't give her the Royal Rumble win right away. Mm -hmm. That's what's up. Uh, We got a couple of more Super Chats before we move forward. Uh, New Rag says, AEW has two goats. Kenny is not heavily featured, while Brian is, but he doesn't want to be champ. Let's have Omega's Dynamite and Dragon's Collision. TK needs to put the foot down. MJF needs to lose that title soon. The issue is, is you don't want to have like that element you described there is you want them to be kind of totally different. I feel like guys on top, if you got Brian on top of one thing and Kenny Omega on top of the other, they're kind of like the same type of things. You want to have like some kind of other extreme on the other end, like MJF is one and then Brian Danielson is one or Kenny Omega is one and Ricky Starks is the other. Like you got to have some kind of different contrast than like two great wrestlers on top. Yeah, I think the thing that initially worked for Collision is that it had its own distinct tone in comparison to Dynamite, and it doesn't feel quite the same way. I think you've just got to find a way to differentiate both shows. It felt like a Southern wrestling, up an updated Southern wrestling show when it started, and now it, it now it just feels like AEW, which is cool, and it should be. It is AEW, but you got to like establish it in a different way if you want it to feel like two separate shows yeah uh will chisholm says when it comes to the women hbk is killing tony khan uh on reason i can see jade leaving when she was face to face with becky and charlotte we never got that with jade Britt baker or jamie yeah she never really there wasn't any tease of her being like even in the same league as like the biggest stars over there. It's like she's on an island over here and they're on an island over here. I I got killed for making this point on Twitter. And uh, well, not necessarily killed. There were people that didn't like it, but I do think that that was an issue. I don't think that she was ever put in the same category as someone like Brit and the bigger stars in the division. She never even seemed like she was interested in challenging for the main title. And I think that that was a problem. I don't think that she necessarily needed to win uh, the main title in the first two years, but I think that there should have been a trajectory to that point, and we never saw it. At least her saying, like, I want to beat up Britt Baker. I want to do these things. Something, man. Something. You know what I mean? Like That's what drives me crazy about, we just talked about it, I think, well, last week with, like, the Roman Reigns thing of nobody being like, I want to take this guy's championship. Yeah. Like nobody even talks about it. like, it doesn't have to be real, but I at least want to know in my brain that you're thinking about it. Yeah. I, I like, especially when, like when Thunder Rosa was champion, that was a perfect time to do it. Cause she could have, she could have been walking around like, yo, I beat her. I beat her in the tournament to be TBS champion. I can win that belt as well. I'm better than the main champion. And mm-hmm. I mean, she may have said that in passing in some in some promos, but I don't think that it was highlighted enough. Right. Uh, Leonard Aaron the Third says, "With Becky now back on Raw, it's time to get the belt off of Rhea. It's time they created Rhea. They catered to Rhea with the mommy stuff, and the belt has seriously suffered. Rhea needs a serious reboot here. I don't think she needs a reboot. I just think that they need to put more focus on the belt." That's it. Yeah, no, because I think the things that she's doing right now is getting her over, and that's mm-hmm. part of the reason why she's big. Just add in some extra, add in her having a feud also with her being the leader of the Judgment Day, and I think that's it. I, I that, Yeah, I, I would like to see them do something similar to what they're doing with Max right now, where you see more people gunning for her. Like, yes. yo, you are, the, you are the main person on this brand to beat. I would like to see more people gunning for that belt. Right. 
And then our last super chat for now is from Will Chisholm, who says, all I'm going to say is in NXT with five women's matches did bigger number than AEW who had Ric Flair on camera. Charlotte would never do what Becky did. And I would have Oscar versus EO versus Kyrie at Mania. Well, Charlotte kind of did that. She was the NXT champion and it was different. <laughs> very, different times, but very, very different times. Uh, it was really different. <laughs> very different times. But yeah, that is a very good point from Will Chisholm. Um, women's wrestling is a draw. Um, I, yes. I, people keep trying to, you go, well, you know, women's wrestling doesn't draw and that's why Tony books things away. He pays attention to rating. No, we've seen now that women's wrestling draw again. The, the big thing that ch- changed the trajectory of NXT was Becky coming down there. Becky popped a huge number for that brand. Becky women, did that. Women's wrestling is a draw, man. So mm-hmm. you just have to do the work to make your women into stars. Becky did that, so you didn't have to go through that. Y'all better give it up. Y'all better stop playing with uh, Big Time Beck's name. Stop playing with Big Time Beck's name. <laughs> I've seen how y'all was talking crazy, man. Stop stop talking crazy about Big Time Beck's. I've seen, I, I seen somebody just saying, hey, she ain't putting nobody over. All those NXT women look like what? they're beneath her. Look, 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 look where we're at now. Like, ty- sorry, Lyra, Lyra beat her clean. And she put Tiffany Stratton over, even though she beat Tiffany Stratton. But Tiffany Stratton got over. That's how you put somebody over. Bro, people be talking crazy on Becky's name, man. Now, you know, uh, Seth and Becky's pillow talk is them getting their shit off of being like, these motherfuckers keep talking crazy about us. We got to let them know. Yeah, nah. uh, I could just imagine her just sitting there like, man. And then they wanted they wanted Mercedes to (laughs) put Rhonda over. Can you believe this? Like and now you now you're trying to still get me to do this Ronda match after two years. Stop it, man! Look, I'm about to do this tag team thing over here with Lita and Trish. Get me out of here! Like leave me alone. When Seth comes in, hey, they finally get me a belt. Yo, like yo, put put me in the main roster. Bro. Put me on in the main event. If I'm not in the main event, I don't want to be there. Now shout out to both of them. But yeah, like Phil said. Becky confirms that women's wrestling is a draw because she brought a big rating to NXT. We all saw it. Yeah. Women, like I said, women's wrestling is a draw, man. Like, I just don't want to hear no more of that, man. Like, we, we I don't want to hear no more of these conversations about the women can't draw. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's now proven. It's, it's in stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, we got a bunch of Humper Chats that uh, we got to get into. Let me refresh the screen. But uh, then, of course, we have to get into the elephant of the room that neither one of us really want to talk about. Mm-mm. I hate elephants. Uh, <laughs> elephant uh, forgets. Yeah, see, we got a bunch from Tony P. He says, however, I guess uh, this is the only reason for an interaction of the main roster and NXT showing up on the other brand to get them visibly. Uh, then there's AEW Women's. Um, something hit me. And I said this to Sean, the main event scene is slim. Uh, there has been seven Sheeta Storm matchups in some form since August. I get the story and the two, uh, uh, the story of the two, but I was hoping for something new. I get Hater and Rose is out. Britt is with Adam, but it would still be slim with them and healthy. Um, I get what you're saying, but I think that right now with how popular Tony is, she makes the most sense at the as the challenger we're going into la her her entire gimmick is based around like old hollywood like it just makes sense to go with her i personally would have went with uh 
Tony versus uh, Stat. Chris Statlander for the mm-hmm. TBS belt. Uh, but I think with as much as you're putting Tony on TV, it makes sense for her to go to go for the main belt. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's a wrong answer, but personally, I would have probably given Sheeta a fresh matchup for that pay-per-view and, and went with the Statlander match for the TBS belt. But it is what it is. Um, probably only going to put one women's match on the card as well. Oh, please don't do that. Please, please oh. don't. Come on, Tony. Uh, <laughs> more from Tony P. says, uh, Willa and Thea are the only two women I can see realistically in the world title scene. But one is in mid card and the other is on ROH, even though she wants to be on AEW shows. Yeah, I think that it's getting more and more egregious that uh, Athena is not on the main shows. Like, there's really no excuse at this point. If we don't get Athena versus uh, Sheeta soon, like, I don't know what we're doing. Like, we should <laughs> definitely be getting that match by the end of the year, man. And if not by the end of the year, like, at the start of next year. Um, that's the big match I feel like you should be doing with Sheeta's title reign. There's no excuse not to do it, man. There really is none. If they don't do it before full gear, it ain't going to be a title match. That's for sure. Because Tony Storm is taking that championship. You think so? I think so. I don't think Tony's winning. Because look at the time that they're investing in this woman, Phil. Like I've said multiple times on this podcast, she's on every single show. Whether it yeah. be wrestling, whether it be having a promo, whether it doing a silent movies, like we're gonna see a promo for her tonight, I'm sure. On all the lead up to her to the uh, full gear, every show she's on it. I'm like, with how much time they're investing, it feels like only yeah. fitting to give her the championship. It still does play along with her gimmick. If she doesn't win, that's kind of where I hang on to it. So I don't know, yeah. but it feels it's looking like that's what's gonna happen. I mean, we still got other things like uh, I don't know when Mercedes comes in. I it, it, we still have that rumor of uh, Mariah May coming in. I don't know when she comes in. So sure, uh, you know that'll give us some fresh matchups eventually. Hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, see. Uh, last he's saying, yeah, the division current state is a result of things TK had control of, not making women more visible matches for experience. Didn't have control of the likes of injuries. It's crazy the same man booked ROH women uh, with good stories, books AEW's women. Yeah. I mean, you do have other things at least. Like, it does seem like they're very much behind <laughs> Sky Blue. Yeah. Um, I don't know the end result of this, like, spooky uh, heel character that they're doing with her, but at least that's something. It seems like they're building towards a story with her and Willow. I'm interested to see where that goes, but. He could be doing so much more. They're uh, going to have to wrap it up. It's about to be November. You better get all the spooky shit in in this last week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from Bizarro Big L, he says, uh, you can say the same thing about Przingis move to Boston. He uh, has a new fire about him. Ryan needs to just play and stop whining. His attitude prevents him from being the best. And two hours from collision, I'm so tempted to go. Um, that card is fire. Yeah, I mean, that probably, I'm sure you can get a ticket last minute. That probably yeah. is a, you're going to get three title matches on that card. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, you're going to get AR a. Fox versus uh, Jay White. I, yeah, I would I would try and go. I'm um, about to drive uh, five hours to full gear in a month in LA. So that's yeah. where I'd land. You know, I, two hours is nothing to me. I'm pulling up. Kenny Omega and MJF for the title. I'm there. Yeah, <laughs> not a bad show to pull up for, and I think mm-hmm. that uh, Claudio and um, the, is the Claudio match tonight or is that Wednesday? Uh, that's Wednesday with Orange Cassidy. Yeah, it's Wednesday. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, regardless, you're still getting, you're still getting. I two, just found out times. about this Jay and uh, uh, Ar Fox match. That's gonna be fire. 
yeah, I'm really excited for that one. Um, but yeah, no, Przingis, man, surprisingly did look very good. He did. Uh, he was cooking. Boston. Um, hopefully, you know, this is a good landing spot for him. Um, hopefully he comes back around because, I mean, you know, he wasn't bad those first few years and then he just kind of jumped off a cliff. So, But know. like Philip Lindsay, I don't believe in them boys. I just can't. I don't I don't, I don't believe Boston either. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. Uh, for Bilo Diggs, he said, <laughs> sup, fellas, few things. Uh, been on a big far side kick. Uh, that boy Luca, uh, three. Uh, need a... Uh, Cedric Alexander on my TV more weekly for Ric Flair. I'm st- <laughs> I'm likely Stokely Tony uh, Khan will pay for these crimes. I keep forgetting we got to talk about Ric Flair. Phil. Uh, let's 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 go ahead and Damn and it. get to this elephant in the room. I have been trying to avoid it as long as possible because Man. I do not want to talk about. This I don't guy. want to. <laughs> uh, but you know, here I we kept are. forgetting the whole pot. Of, I'm like. Damn, every time somebody would say something in the comments, I'm like, I forgot that that happened. I keep trying to get it out of my brain, but then somebody's like, and then this. So yeah, let's get here, into it. Here we are. Uh, Ric Flair made his AEW de- debut this week. Um, uh, Tony promoted this as uh, him getting a gift for Sting. He uh, definitely overhyped this thing as, yes. you know, uh, un- a gift unlike anybody has ever seen in wrestling. And I was just like, okay, where are you going with this? Uh, and uh, boy, when we heard Nature Boy music ring off, I was like, oh no. Um, I don't need to see Ric Flair on my TV in 2023. I'm okay. no. um, I just don't need it. Um, and when you add stuff like, of course, people have been holding Tony to the fire for uh, bringing up to- uh, Vince McMahon's accusations. Uh, in the weeks before this, and then you bring up a guy on your show that has sexual harassment or worse uh, allegations on his name and put him on your show, it makes you look like a hypocrite. There's no way around it. It just makes him look like a big hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes it seem like he doesn't really care about what Vince was accused of, and he was just using it as a dig against the guy. But at the same time, you're willing to bring somebody that has a tarnished past on your own show. Yeah, it's looks crazy. That's all. Everything that was when he starts coming out, I'm like, this looks crazy. When he's out there, I'm like, this looks crazy. Just because yeah. that dark side of the ring shit wasn't that long ago. We it were was just two all years ago, bro. <laughs> that was very recently. I two mean, like years ago, they uh, people do forget very very recently but people don't forget also and there was a lot of people on the timeline that didn't like this and they were disgusted by it and they think it's a bad idea and i understand that i think for them in AEW, they're not really it's pro wrestling so they're like well, what have you done for me lately i don't remember that shit uh this is sting in rick flair that's it that's all i care about i don't care about that so i understand it because it's pro wrestling and we've seen worse but it looks crazy that's it. And like, what is Ric Flair still a value in 2023 to your wrestling program? Um, well, there are people that don't care about the allocations that yes. they just think of Ric Flair as like a legend. 16 time um, world champion. You, you think of like his, his work outside of WWE, you think of his time with WWE, with Evolution and all that stuff. And of course, his longtime pew with Sting. And so if you're going to bring him in, um, this is the best chance, this is the best time to bring him in in relation to Sting. But yeah, the other thing, of course, is uh, 
this uh, definitely makes it seem like he's going to continue to be there for the next few weeks because uh, the first hint was his, his, his promo. And then after he tweeted, like, very excited about my adventure with AEW. And I'm just like, oh, so he'll be back for the next few weeks. And we, of course, got confirmation because Dave Meltzer, um, a few days later, reported that uh, Ric Flair will be there uh, throughout into March because that's when the retirement matches at Revolution. So it seems like at the very least, he will be there up until March and he could still continue to show up after that. We don't know. Um, I am not excited to see this guy regularly. I, I just am not. I just don't. I don't understand why you would want him on your show regularly. Of course, the other part of this is that um, he was initially planned for AEW early on before the Dark Side of the Ring episode debut because mm-hmm. he was going to be brought in to work with Andrade, and then. Uh, <laughs> And then, you know, the Dark Side of the Ring uh, stuff hit. Those articles started resurfacing. A lot of things about him that people forgot about, I guess, started resurfacing. Everybody continues to bring up the uh, Teddy Long interview as well, which doesn't make him look good. Um, it's a lot. He, he has a lot of baggage, and I just don't think it was worth it. I don't think it was worth it to bring him in. Again, I understand the connection to Sting. I understand that this is his last hurrah. And you want to bring in guys to have connection to his career. And he, he got a good reaction in the building, but I just don't think it was worth it. I think especially now with AW and WWE um, in this big back and forth. And WWE is seemingly winning the perception war. This was a very bad optic, I think. <laughs> <laughs> a very, yeah, you, very bad optic. You don't want to... I don't think it was worth it. I, I I understand Ric Flair. He has a lot of history, the Sting thing, but it just it's too much baggage. Not not enough, especially if he's not going to wrestle. Like just to have him on the show, like yeah. I understand what you're going for, but like for the goodwill and good faith you just built, that kind of like I could see in my in fans' eyes, they're like, oh, why are you doing this? You know what I mean, like. Mm. it's wrestling though like i said and and the lines are very fine the the shades are very gray and people forget yeah but i mean this was very close like this was like i said that that dark side of ring episode was just two years ago man tommy dreamer is just now starting to get from under like some of his reactions from that episode of dark side of the ring and Um, he just reacted to it (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, if you, I don't know if you guys remember, of course, RVD was also on that episode. He had to come out and do some uh, damage control right afterwards as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this looks really, really messy. Uh, he I got the power. He got the pay. Every time you say damage control, that's the first thing that comes. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm get the keys. That's, I don't know what they be saying, but it's awful. I, I can't stand that thing. So it's not good. Um, <laughs> it's not good which uh which speaking of street profits got a new uh they got a new theme finally oh yeah. my god when i heard that i watched the show last week and they were still coming out there and then i was like they're heels dude this is it's, it's time it's time it to change doesn't even fit lashley's coming out slowly i'm like this doesn't work thank god now we can really start executing this hill turn yeah. and we can keep going uh Rick Flair, oh, yeah. I don't want it. That's how we're wrapping that up. I don't want it. I don't but yeah, so we're 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 <laughs> we're basically looking at uh five months or so of Ric Flair on TV. A long I don't time, know. Though. I don't know what that looks like. Uh 
it it sure seems like he's not gonna wrestle, but you never know with this guy. You never know. Um, he wants he, to. It looks like he wants to. But if they were like lace him up, he's definitely lacing him up. Yeah. Uh, if he's not gonna wrestle, I do wonder what is the point of bringing him in for that much time. For what five is he gonna, months. If he's gonna be involved in a Sting storyline, I have to assume he's gonna turn on Sting at some point. Maybe he's gonna he's gonna manage whoever is uh, going up against uh, Sting in his final match. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's necessary. It would have been all right as a one-off, but like, man, to continue to bring this guy in until March, man, I don't, I don't need it. I don't want it. What could we be watching for five months of Ric Flair, Phil? Talking? I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know, man. And it was just such a, it was such a weird moment on what I thought was a very up and down episode of dynamite like it had good things going for it it had some good matches like the main event was fire bro Big super super excited about that main event mm-hmm. uh but boy this was just a dark cloud over the show for me man i just i didn't want it i like i was not interested in it and then of course when you get online and you see other people that are reacting poorly to it or you know the usual back and forth and discourse about it i'm just like this just did not seem like it was worth it man Mm-mm. didn't look good it doesn't the execution uh, I understand why people are upset man Ric Flair doesn't all the thing. if you look at all the things you're like oh I don't even want to see this guy that's kind of yeah. where I'm landing like fuck the matches man like it's crazy mm-hmm. out there bro and like, I mean yeah and I mean I'm sure that there are people there that want to work with him I'm sure that uh there are uh some things that'll come over of this that you know some people I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I keep trying to figure out something else to say other than I don't want this, but that's it's, it. <laughs> it's happening. So I have no choice, but it just, ah, man, I just, I, I, I wouldn't have done this. I feel like this was a bad decision. Um, yeah, it is what it is. He's there to, you know, uh, continue to put over his legacy with Sting and hawk his energy drink or whatever the hell else. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Good for him getting a bag again. I think nope, yeah. giving a bag. But you like. know, the saving grace, as uh, somebody pointed out earlier in the Hupper chat of this segment, was Christian because Christian totally saved this segment for me because he, he came out and totally cooked Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally cooked this man. Yeah. The line of him saying, "Man, I know there is no God because if there was a God, Ric Flair would have been dead twenty years ago." Was the line of the night. That is a wild line. <laughs> what insane line. <laughs> but I thought he uh I thought he very much saved his segment, man. Yeah. That was the definitely the best part of it. It was cringe, 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 watch Rick Flair here, and then Christian comes out and just starts barring him up crazy, and then you're like, Okay, I can see why people War. can say he's he's a he's a baby face this week, but no, that's just for this week. But yeah, that's exactly the type of stuff that we need, the saving grace of this segment. I don't I, yeah. I'm just going to be along for the ride, but I'm not interested in Ric Flair or anything. Yeah, I definitely got more of my hint that I think that Edge and Christian versus Darby and Sting is probably going to be the retirement match because we got more hints of this with uh, the backstage segment with Sting and Edge and Sting trying to hype Edge up like, look, you cannot trust this guy. I know you want to tag with this guy. I know that's your friend, but that's dead. Like, bro, you got to get on my side with this. It definitely feels like his reluctance is going to lead to him eventually turning heel and joining Christian. Wow. That's 
Interesting. <laughs> and then Ric Flair too, staying in Ric Flair. No, whose who's side Ric Flair going to be on? It's going to be Ric Flair and Andrade. It's going to be a, a triple threat tag team match. Uh, Ric Flair and Andrade versus Edge and Christian versus uh, Sting and Darby Allen. You in? I don't think that's a bad idea for his <laughs> final match. Um, and uh, the other part that made me think of that is that he kept saying Ed, Edge, like we call him Edge, sorry, Adam Adam Copeland, <laughs> um, that, man, we got history together. And I'm just like, I think that Edge and Christian will some in some way be a part of his last match or at least his retirement tour. If that's not the last match at Revolution, I do think we get that tag match before Sting retires. And I think it also is very telling that, like I've been saying, Sting and Darby are undefeated as a tag team. Um, I I I could see I could see Edge and Christian being the sorry Edge again uh, Adam <laughs> Copeland. I, was, I could see Adam Copeland and Christian being the first team to defeat them. I I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, um, that is kind of how I feel where where we're going to. Somebody earlier brought up the uh ftr and young buck stuff how do you feel about that because again i'm confused phil i've been confused for weeks and every time a new quote or something comes out about it even more confused and here i am again even more confused the optics and what it looks like to me is they got their lick at wembley and said we're good here because we all you don't even have to know scoops or nothing to know where this story was leading Young Bucks yeah. earned a title shot. We're going to fucking L.A. for full gear. Like, we know what time it is. Yeah. Um, That's not what's happening. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it, it did seem like Cash was hurt. Um, so I don't know. I, I It seemed like they took the belts off of him. because Maybe they thought he was hurt and it wasn't as extensive as it was. Maybe they thought I the injury was that. more serious than they thought okay. it was. Yeah. I don't know. But um, and now we're getting this idea that uh, – there's going to be a rematch between them and Big Bill and uh, Ricky for the titles. And whoever wins that is going to challenge Young Bucks. Now, of course, that have not been announced, Mm-mm. but that was the that was supposedly the plan at one point. Dave, of course, said that that plan has changed. We don't know that that's true. That's just what Dave said. Um, I, I don't know. Um, all of this is very bizarre. Um, I don't. I don't really buy into this idea that it's all FDR. I, nah, brother, brother, I don't want to take a loss. Ain't going to work for me, brother. Um, I don't know if that's totally what happened, um, but it is very bizarre. I do, but I think that the booking of the Bucks has been bizarre in general. Like, also, I mean, even even if you're going to tell me FDR just came in there, politicked their way out of the match, one guy is the main booker of all of this. Why aren't these guys mentioning the fact that they have a title match on TV at all? Like they were on TV this week, said nothing about this title match, have not mentioned Big Bill or Ricky at all. Like, I mean, even the way they're used, like, bro, you brought them in to have this match with the Hardys and Isaiah out of nowhere. Hey, I ain't going to hate. I think Isaiah was great in that match. I thought he was the highlight of that match, man. And Mm -hmm. it made immediately made me think like, yo, when is Mark Quinn going to be ready? Because get this guy away from the Hardys. Get get Private Party back together. Get them cooking again. But watching this this match with these these six men in the ring, I couldn't have been any less interested, bro. To be completely (laughs) honest with you, I was not interested, man. I'm like, yo, 
The Bucks are are in a storyline where they're the number one contenders. Why aren't we talking about that at all? Again, it's like we're beating a dead horse. It's called All Elite Wrestling, and we rarely get the elite. What the hell is going on here? You yeah, got I, these guys in their fucking prime. Kenny Omega, one of the baddest motherfuckers on earth, is sometimes, all the times, not on this show. The Young Bucks, Reginald Gaines, that's my government name, considers <laughs> them to be <laughs> the greatest tag team of all time. This company was fucking built off their backs, and they're just a team here. What's going on here, man? Like, do something. They should be in main events. This should be, this should be the, I should be able to see all the greatest tag team matches I've ever wanted to see. And it's just not happening. They became the ROH trio champions. And that was, that sucked. I don't like that. Like, why are they doing that? And then they didn't capitalize off it. They barely defended them. They never were on Ring of Honor TV. Why are you guys doing this to the Young Bucks? I don't understand what's going on. I, I don't understand. I mean, and to be honest with you, um, of course, this is the other elephant in the room from Wednesday. Is uh, It very much seems like they moved a lot of stuff around for MJF because um, they had to pivot from the Adam Cole stuff. Because yes. if you follow the trajectory from All In, it sure seemed like the next feud for the Elite was Bullet Club Gold. But you move Bullet Club Gold away from those guys to put them in a feud with MJF, and now you didn't have anything for the Bucks to go, and so you just went back to FDR. Um, and that just, just was an odd decision. Like, I've, I've said before, like, even if you were going to give somebody else to win, like, don't get me wrong, I get I get Ricky has been, like, a, a main star on Collision, so it makes sense for them to, to eventually collide with the other team that has been a focal point of Collision and beat them. I get mm-hmm. that. But that's if you're going to run with them as a cha- as champions. It doesn't feel like they're going to run with them as champions. It feels like they're going to no. be transitional champions. So right. if you were going to do that, you already had the few going with Bullet Club Gold. Why didn't you just put the belt on the guns? That makes more sense. Way I, more I, sense. I, I, I just don't really understand. And I get, like, yes, Ricky pinned Dax in that match. So he earned a title match, technically. But... I just think from a story perspective in terms of where you were heading with your pay-per-views, I just don't really understand it because you had two pay-per-views in a row where you were building towards a Bullet Club gold feud and then you just stopped doing that. It's the same thing. Like, you had a clear trajectory with stuff you were doing with Takeshita and Takeshita just fucking disappeared off the show. Like, I was sitting saying it this week. Like, where the hell is Takeshita? Now, he did have a fire match last night on Rampage. He did. Um, That main event was great. But mm-hmm. this guy just pinned Kenny Omega two times in a row within a week. Where are you going with this? Like, where's the Kenny story? Omega. Yeah. Kenny Omega, again, the guy I'm telling you guys to put on TV. Where is he? Why is everybody Bro. missing? Why are you putting all the guys on milk cartons after they have these big moments? I, I just feel like they have not pivoted well after the Max and uh and uh Cole stuff. Like, I get... Cole got hurt, and it very much felt like Cole was going to be the guy to beat Max. Um, this is the other interesting thing we got this week. Uh, we got a, a, we got a half hour of Max to start the show, and this was uh, very up and down. 
half hour because some of this stuff i really liked some of this stuff did not like at all right um it just wasn't for me um like i think the opening of it him cutting a promo is fine i like the idea that everybody is gunning to gunning for him as his uh title range starts to um wrap up it seems like he he's getting into the year mark and now you have more and more people gunning for his belt that makes sense that's kind of a smart way to get out of the cold feud what i didn't like is that like i said the first half hour was so heavy with max stuff and i feel like they could have spread some of that stuff out throughout the show and mm-hmm. it would have it would have been paced a little bit better um but yeah starting out and opening the show with the juice match i immediately have a bad feeling about the booking of all of this because i now immediately see what time it is i immediately see the thing that wwe would have done with this that i absolutely fucking hate and it very much feels like that's where we're going and i felt it the second he cut that quarters promo and i sat and i sat and watched it when he won the battle royal last week i was like all right you set it up where he did this totally despicable thing as a heel so it makes no sense for him to win now he's not going to win a diamond ring the next week he's going to he's going to lose and so now max has won that ring five times in a row what is the incentive to do that now it feels like that ring and that concept is just basically the max the max concept it's just the thing for him and i said it last year you should have put that ring on ricky last year you yep. should have cut that you should cut the streak last year you had a chance now to do something different he's the world champion why the fuck does he have this extra thing this is supposed he's to be not to he's over. not even a heel anymore so he doesn't right. need that bit of using the ring to win matches anymore and don't right. get me wrong i like the opening match I thought yeah, the way the, they paced it was good. I, I liked the way that uh, he used a lot of his heel techniques in a babyface way, and it got over with the crowd. The crowd liked it. Um, but I just don't understand why, you know, we're now five in a row with this ring. I just didn't like it. Um, this, and, feels like, uh, this feels like John Cena booking of, like, this, at this, the end of this, Max has beat the whole crew like that. Is, I don't want this, that. I don't want is, that. That's not this how you is, do this. This is where I'm going, and this is why I was like, this feels like what WWE do would do with a top baby face going up against a heel stable, and he's going to systematically beat every single member of this feud. The second they announced the tag match, I was like, oh, guns are losing. Because that was the immediate feeling I got going into this juice match. Juice juice had to lose after the quarter bits. There was no way you could do that, and as poorly it was as it was received, um, he go over on MJF and that goes well. I, I I don't like even if you're just trying to get heat, that wouldn't have worked. Um, it just wouldn't have worked. So I knew he was losing. And so right after that, we of course get this announcement that um the guns are uh challenging for the ROH titles. Handicap match again. They're gonna lose that match and you make the heat the guns look like losers. What is it? I and, and hopefully I'm wrong, but I very much feel like that's what's gonna happen here. He's going to pin those guys at this pay-per-view, and then he's going to beat Jay White as well. I think he's going to beat all four of these guys. And he's going to beat all three of them on the same night. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I, man, I, I think that this is – I think One of them's a handicap match. I'm still mad at the righteous thing and that he beat both of the righteous. I, I, no I one man should have all this power. No one person should beat a tag team because that kills your tag team. Why do I believe in your tag team if you – my rebuttal to your tag team is you can't beat one fool. How can you beat two of us? Yeah, and I mean, look, yo, it. I'm sure it, it feels like we're complaining an awful lot about AEW and ROH, but 
I, like I said, there were things I liked about the opening of the show, the first half hour. Like I said, I thought the match was good. There was a I, lot of heat in uh, Dynamite. That's, that's not what this is at all. That main event was crazy. I, I thought I thought the match was good. I thought the I, I thought some of the stuff that they built with uh with the with who he's gonna pick for the other three teammates next week for the four v four, that stuff was fine. But I'm telling you, after after the way you built up Bullet Club going on collision, it makes no sense to have your champion beat all four of these guys. Okay, so with the uh the Kenny Omega bit, how do you do you think they should have spaced that out too? Because at the end after the thirty minutes, it was like, "Damn, this is a lot going on." You know what I mean? I, my brain almost collapsed and like <laughs> exploded. Zeno Hour, I get what you're trying to say. No, you're wrong. The guns have a lot of momentum. People like the entrance. They were doing well on Collision, bro. They were trending upward. Having them lose in a handicap match is a mistake, bro. It's it mistake. is. It is a mistake. I don't I, care, I don't what, care that, what you, you say. You it know is a mistake. how I feel about the guns. You know how every week I come on here and diss the guns. They should no tag team in the fucking no, world man. should be losing to one person because why should I believe your credibility as a tag team it, if it, two people can't beat one it, person? It's a mistake, bro. And it's not just that it sets them up to look like losers. It, like I said, it ruins all of the work that you did to build this stable up on Collision. Now you you bring those guys to Dynamite after you did all these cool things. Man, again, the whole point of building them up and to get four guys together was to pit them against Elite, who was hot. Now, if you have them lose to your top champion, what do care. you do then? There's no credibility care. for them to go against Elite. None. Well, There's no credibility for that. You guys, Max beat your whole crew. Who are you? Why are you how are you matching up with... Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and bro. fucking Adam Hangman Page, and y'all can't beat one dude. Bro, and I could be totally wrong about this. I could be wrong, and we could get to the pay-per-view, and the guns could beat them for the ROH. I shows. hope so. And I, I I, will very much, you know, take that and have egg on my face and admit that I was wrong. It does not look like that's where he was heading. Like, if you watch this match on Monday, I cannot see that that's where we're heading at this pay-per-view. I very much feel like he's going to beat both of these. He's going to beat both the guns and and uh, Jay White at this pay-per-view. Um, Only I, way I could see that not happening is if he loses both matches and he's not going to lose both matches. Like, I, if they beat him for the tag titles and then that fucks up his night and he loses the world title at the end yeah but i just don't believe that's gonna happen no i don't either but this goes back to my issue at the beginning of this coming out of the blind tournament and people were so excited for cole and mjf mm -hmm. as a tag team and it was cool but then people were like oh they should have beat ftr no they shouldn't have bro no you don't need you didn't need to make your main champion into a part of a hodgepodge tag team and make them champions. You got something interesting as a as, as a tag team. You got a storyline there. You did not need to make them champions because now you booked yourself into a corner and now you don't know how to how to get out of it. Um, I I don't know, man. I and again, hopefully I'm wrong. I really want to be wrong, but watching the beginning of the show, I don't think that I am. Um, now and what's what's gonna happen tonight? Yeah, of course, that is uh, one of our main <laughs> topics. Um, MJF in the midst of this. One of the things that I really liked about the first half hour um, was the stuff with with Omega because yes. this reminded us that this Omega, is, has needed to happen for a long time. Yeah, it reminded us how big of a deal Omega is. It reminded us how big of a star he is. He came out and he got that big pop. I think the stare down between him and MJF initially got some good heat. Mm -hmm. um, 
it it all it immediately is a bad sign that it felt like it was more interesting um, than, than all your of it. Yeah. than your pay per view match that you have coming up with Jay White. And I was very mm-hmm. much excited for the Jay White ma- match at first when they had the first promo. But I feel like the more the weeks have gone on, the more I've gotten less and less interested. And this this right away, I'm excited for this. I thought yeah. the way they they played off of the um, the exchange backstage and having uh, Kenny end this with. Uh, three days bitch and like Mm -hmm. pay off pay off the fact that yes kenny omega is the longest reigning aw world's champion and he wants to defend his record um i think that that makes a lot of sense i think that it adds a lot to this episode of dynamite it gives this episode of dynamite a big match i thought the video package they aired for it on rampage was chef Mm -hmm. kiss fire Mm -hmm. Uh, this was like i said the best part of the first half hour of dynamite for me yeah, I'm excited about this match tonight. And the, the discourse this week was hella funny, of course, of people being like, why would they book this match on three days? And blah, 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 Even though they've been building it for a really long time. He said 13 days, bitch, 13 days ago. Like, there's been all these things that. Yeah, it's have, been Jesus. Yeah, that, that, that have been leading us to believe that this match is going to happen. And honestly, it just should happen. And for the story of MJF, in kayfabe is like, oh, if you want to cap off this, you want to beat Kenny Omega's record. First, you got to beat Kenny Omega, and I think that's just a good story. Second, Kenny Omega should be on your fucking TV in big title matches like this. You see what you said here, Phil? Just the announcement of this match got us all crazy because yeah. it's fucking Kenny Omega. Announcing match of Kenny Omega potentially could win the world title. Like, I'm all in. That's how you sell a match. Um, the match is gonna be fire. It's gonna add mm-hmm. another one to Max's resume. Yeah. And it really is a good way to cap it off at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I think if anything, if you just look at the matches themselves from MJF's um time as champion, it's been a success. And yeah. I feel like this was the this is one of the best ways to cap it off is giving him the big match. Um uh, of course the other thing they did on this show is they did the confrontation backstage with Joe, where Joe was like, Man, Seems like you have a problem. You need a friend. <laughs> I can help you out with that. But if I do, you have to give me a title shot. And I think that that's a great way to keep Joe looming in the background. Like I said, there were things I liked about this in this first mm-hmm. half hour. I very much liked the idea that all of these people are gunning for Max. And I think that that um, makes the title picture more interesting than it's been for the last That's my few favorite weeks. part of the whole thing. But I just I don't care for the way that they're booking Bullet Club going out of this. I very much feel like they're going to come out of this as losers. Um, but I like I said, I think the Omega match is going to going to uh, deliver. I do think that Max is going to retain. I don't think he's going to beat him clean. I think that there's probably going to be some shenanigans. I don't know mm-hmm. what. Uh, maybe Jay, we did get the exchange with Jay White and Kenny. Um, so maybe Jay White is going to step in mm-hmm. and interfere. I don't know, but. Um, and that is a way that you could possibly keep the Jay White and Omega stuff in the background if you want to yep. go back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm excited for this match tonight. I think that that's a great main event for this collision. Uh, it, it, it's the biggest main event I feel like we've gotten for collision in quite some time. Yep. Um, so I'm here for it. Um, like I said, I it, I know it sounds like I've complained a lot about the Max <laughs> stuff, but it's just because I was so engaged with what Collision was doing with Bullet Club going. And I think that they had something good going. And I felt like the trajectory here was to build towards the elite versus those four. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like you've thrown a monkey wrench in it 
by adding them to this max feud and it doesn't feel like they're going to come out of the other side better than they came in Mm -mm. this is like uh uh when hogan used to be over and they just set up a bunch of guys for him to knock down on his way of like this is more benefit the max than it is for absolutely bullet club guys (coughs) also off the backs of this this week the another announcement that AEW made is that they're going to have a new pay-per-view at the end of uh december uh world's end it's going to be happening in new york how do you feel about this new pay-per-view, Phil? Is it too much, too many pay-per-views, you think, a uh, year for AEW? Because this year, I was thinking about it, what, like, April's, like, the only month they didn't have a big show? Like, is this too much? Oh, we're up to eight. We, and we had heard early in the year that um, there was a push to get to 12 pay-per-views and do annual, I mean, well, monthly pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's not much of a surprise. Um, uh, I don't think that it's hurt them so far, but I do think that they need to... Uh, I do think that they need to focus the build for these pay-per-views. Um, I think that that's been an issue this year, but I think that they'll get better at it. Um, they've We've yeah. been going so long with just four pay-per-views a year, so it's just an adjustment. Um, I immediately thought, though, World's End in New York, Max as champion, New York is like a big hub for him, and the fact that it's World's End, it's like maybe <laughs> makes me feel like the end of this reign is going to happen in New York. And, of course, the person he wrestled in New York was Samoa Joe. Um, so wouldn't be surprised. Slam. Would not be surprised if Samoa Joe versus Max is the is the main event of that show. Um, if it were me, I'd uh, have M- Kenny Omega beat him tonight and just fuck all the plans. Fuck everything up. Just get everybody crazy. I mean, it wouldn't be <laughs> it wouldn't be horrible to then go to the pay-per-view and give us Jay White versus Kenny Omega for the title. Aha. Um, uh-huh. I wouldn't be upset with that, but I don't think they're going to do that. I, I don't I think, think so either. I think Max is going to retain here. I think that there's going to be some shenanigans. Um, of course, the other thing that we got with Max is we got more in, we got more Wardlow stuff this week. We got uh-huh. confirmation that Wardlow is now gunning for Max. Um, mm-hmm. I thought this was the best uh, promo that we've seen Wardlow ever give. I, I mm-hmm. felt like he's had more. he had more fire here than he had as a baby face. Um, I was sitting there like, hey, this guy's a point. A lot of the stuff he's saying is right. Like, Fact. yeah, this guy, this guy screwed you um, when he was still a heel and everybody hated you. You went away. You got this uh, forgettable uh, TNT title run. And then you were off TV and you're just looking like, where did it go wrong? And then you're looking <laughs> at TV and the guy that you hate, now everybody loves him. <laughs> um, I would be mad too. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> like I left, I did all this, and then you main evented the biggest show of all time. Like, what the hell's going on here? And this the controversy that we had at Double or Nothing at one time, and yeah. you get rewarded for that? Hell no, I'm about to beat your ass. This is the most interested that I've been in Wardlow in a while. I thought that him coming back and just doing the squashes, I was like, okay, I didn't understand. But now I understand. He's like, I'm about to come in here and demolish all these fools until I get to fucking Max, because I'm going to kill him. And I like that. Yeah, I, I don't know where this leads us with Wardlow. I don't know if that means this is leading to Wardlow versus Max um, at a pay-per-view or something. Maybe Wardlow uh, gets a match with him before the next pay-per-view. I don't know, but I'm interested to see where all of this goes because, again, uh, man, 
this guy just a few months ago had a friend for the first time, and now he's lost the only <laughs> friend he had, and Man. now all of your enemies are converging <laughs> on you. It very much feels like uh, that clip of from the first Spider-Man game, uh, <laughs> the Sinister Six, like, beating the shit out of Spider-Man right. and stomping him out. Like, that's where it feels like this is going. Like, all of the bad guys are now converging on him. Um, yeah, like I that, said, that, I'm, I'm here for that. I think that that's an interesting thing to do with the title picture. That is the best thing to come out of it for me, is that... This is how I feel like the world title should always be. You should yeah, always have four, five, six guys that are like, I want that title and I'm gonna, I don't care what you got going on right now. I'm getting it. I'm next or I'm going to do this or you better watch your back for this. The world champion should always be on his toes. Should never be relaxed. He should always be looking over his shoulder. I said it should hypothetically, not real life, but it should always be like the 24 championship. Like there should be people after you as soon as you come into the arena wanting that belt and this is what it feels like now every time njf turns his back there's another fool being like i'm about to take that belt turns over here i want that belt samoa joe's over here jay white's over here kenny omega's over here wardlow's over here like it should be a bunch of these contenders and then that just adds sub stories now we got yes. a wardlow sub story now we got a kenny omega sub story now we got the bullet club sub story so it just makes everything extra and this is how the world champion should be we don't know who MJF is going to lose to also is the thing. He could lose tonight. He could lose to Samoa Joe. He could lose at full gear. He could lose to Wardlow randomly on the way up there. So this is good, I think. Out of all the uh, 30 minutes of all of this, is a, felt a little bit excessive at the beginning, but I understand where they kind of landed with it. Yeah, that, that was kind of my point that I, I think the first 30 minutes was, it had its highs, but then it had like its definite lows for me. Um, mm -hmm. I think what worked really, really worked. What didn't work for me did not work for me at all. Right. Um, but I, I, if anything, I'm more interested in Max's champion. I just wish it didn't feel like it's going to be that at the expense of Bullet Club Gold. Um, Tough. I, I very much hope I'm wrong about that. I don't think that I am. Um, but <sighs> what are you going to do? Um, I. Uh, I do think that the match with Jay White is going to be good. Like I said, I do think that the match tonight is going to be fire as well. It sucks because before this, uh, two weeks ago, I thought Jay White might have won, might be winning after I, I, that's I where just... I, That's where I felt at one point, but I definitely don't think he's winning now. I think no. I, I think that I think the fact that uh, excitement for it is is like progressively dying down every week. I think the fact that you're adding more contenders makes me feel like he's going to continue to be champion after the next pay-per-view. Because the pay-per-view is in two weeks, right? Yep. Two, three weeks, uh, mm -hmm. November 18th. Um, That's I why you throw a wrench in them plans tonight. Have Kenny Omega just go over. Then everybody's like, what? I, I wouldn't be mad at it, but I don't think it's happening. I, I, I'd be very excited to see Kenny Omega's champion again. I very much want to see him as champion as a babyface because um, I, I enjoyed the belt collector stuff, but I do want to see a run with him as this like big triumphant baby. As people face. Ch chasing him and him yeah. having these big epic matches. Yeah, totally. I I still want to see this guy show up at the dome with that belt and have a big match um, as a baby face. I think that's that would be the cool. that's the fucking move right I, there. I, yeah. I I want to see it so bad, but I don't think that he's going to beat Max. I don't think so either. Um, yeah, but I do like them trying to do something for a collision like we need some bigger things like they're trying to do something and the execution i think is there all right let's get into a couple uh super chats we got some a number of them that were cool uh leonard aaron's the third says friendly psa even though vince is gone for now 
His ways are still very much embedded in, especially within the creative process. Vince ways are really deeply rooted within the company. Yeah, Vince isms are still very prominent in WWE. And that's going to take some time to unlearn because for 40, 50 years, this is all we've ever known. Triple H came up in the system of Vince McMahon showing him the ropes and showing him and thinking of that. There's a lot of stuff that's not like that, but there's forever going to be some Vince isms sprinkled in there. Yep, pretty much. Uh, Van Twinblaze says, of course, women can't draw. Anyone can make a circle, but I'm T. She's trying to make a joke about drawing. Get out of, get out of here. Get out of here, Terrible. Mm-hmm. Get out of here, man. Uh, Will Tr- Chisholm says, uh, Tony Storms. <laughs> Tony Storms, what is that, gimmick? Oh, gimmick. Tony Storms' gimmick can only be done by a white woman because th- that time in Hollywood was not good for people who look like us. That's very true, yeah. Like, um, I agree. But I do think it would be cool to see like a black woman do like a Josephine Baker gimmick where like can you imagine like a black woman doing like a dancer gimmick but also doing like the wrestling joint? Like I think that could work. Okay, all right. We're cooking with fire over here. <laughs> Irene C says, uh, beyond it being hypo- hypocritical, it takes some attention away from Sting's farewell tour. Yep. Flair should have been restricted to one backstage YouTube segment. Yeah, I don't I, I still just don't get any of it. <laughs> I, I I don't want it. I but I do agree. I do think that it takes uh, some attention off of Sting in the wrong way. In the um, wrong I, way, right? I I think that this should be about him wrapping up his career with with AEW because he hasn't had a great run with AEW. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and he don't want to have this on that. And then Ric Flair came and bought like, nah, we don't need that. Yeah. Uh, New Rack says uh, Nito Kata Danielson two. The face off mid match was crazy. Seems like they could be setting up for a Wrestle Kingdom match or something off of that. It definitely, it brother. Definitely, definitely does. All right, man. I was saying that it's so funny that the beginning of the episode, like I said, had its highs and lows. But the end of the episode was everything I've wanted AEW to be since the start. Like, just yes. random New Japan guys <laughs> showing up out of the blue, having unannounced matches and, like, leading to other stuff. Like, this match was great. You got the Damn you got man. the Brian and uh, Okada stuff. Like, you still had, like, the leftover tension from their match at uh, Forbidden Door. But it was almost like, hey, come for those two. But also stay for this fire exchange between Orange Claudio. And Claudio. <laughs> Claudio. Oh my like, god! They, <laughs> they were killing it, bro. Those exchanges with them, those counters, like yeah. The the main event was really really good. I thought the way they ended it, of course, with Brian doing his crazy worked uh, injury bit that he loves to do. Uh, <laughs> Brian, stop doing this to us. We get so stressed out every time. The end of the match, the end of Dynamite, everybody's like, is Brian okay? Is Brian hurt? Is Brian like, Brian, stop it. He just loves to do this to us. Um, but I thought the ending was great. Him laying on the ground, holding his eye, uh, basically doing um, Gilly, making fun of Joe Budden, going, my eye, my eye. Um, <laughs> um, I, I, I thought that was funny. And then what made it even better is Okada was standing over him, basically giving him the uh, Ali, get up, like, what yep. are you doing? Like, him taunting him while he was on the ground made it even better. Um I loved it. I, I very much feel like that is the tease for Brian to wrestle him at Wrestle Kingdom. I think that will be Okada's Wrestle Kingdom match. I don't think it's a I don't think it's a surprise at all that you have Okada come this close to Wrestle Kingdom season and start the build to that match. Mm-hmm. And man boy, when I tell you, Brian in the dome is gonna cook, man. That reaction to him from that crowd is gonna be amazing. 
I want it so bad. I hope that that's where we're going with with this. I hope so. Super too, excited man. for that. Yo, Okada's energy the whole time on Wednesday, like from the entrance, he looked like a huge star. I love that they're in Philadelphia because they showed him that it's, he's a huge star. But just dickhead Okada is so good of him being like, none of you guys are better than me. I'm the best guy here. I'll beat Brian Danielson's ass. I don't care about him. I don't care about Claudio. I don't care about none of this shit. I'm Okada. I'm badass. It's just like, man, I love his energy. But yeah, just like you're saying, the exchanges between Orange and Claudio were so insane. They have the history going back to Chikara, of course. And Claudio, we've been saying this a lot on this podcast, surprisingly MVP type of year that he's been having, just he's like been, been under been the fantastic. radar, cooking some amazing matches, having some pretty great promos, and just being a really great piece to BCC. This shit right here was crazy. The stuff with Orange and Brian Danielson, too, not for nothing, was super fire. The reversals yeah. and stuff that they were going through was like, yo. Attack match, was, attack match was really good. It was, it was easily my favorite thing for an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Rainmaker zoom out, and then they did the double zoom out <laughs> for Orange Cassidy to hug him. It was so, so good, man. The zoom out with the hug was amazing. <laughs> I, I loved it, man. I, I loved it, man, man. But that's me as a big New Japan mark. I was just like, yes, give me more of this. We also got a stare down between Yuta and Hook. I don't know if that's going to be Hook's next uh, feud, up? but I'd be here for it. Yeah, that's a good way to see what uh what Hook can do on the mat. I'm looking forward to that. Uh Devil Kazuya 27 says, who do y'all think is the one who took out Trick? Trick Williams got took out recently on an episode of NXT. Seems like they're trying to tease that it was Melo doing it. He did a promo where he uh, looked a little bit cocky, was saying some things. So very much, very much think it was Melo. Um, mm-hmm. When you follow all of the the teases, like uh, right after uh, right after uh, he lost his belt at the pay-per-view, um, of course, Trick was champion. He was North American champion, and they had that brief spot of Melo staring at his belt. And then, of course, when he earned another shot at Dragunov in the number one contenders match, when they named Trick in that match, Melo did not he look happy like- about it. <laughs> um, I yeah, I I think it's Melo. I think that we're continuing the storyline building towards Melo versus Trick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Chisholm also says it didn't look good on so many ways. You brought in Ric Flair for five months, and we can't get two women's matches. Really, Tony Khan? He can't play that high and mighty role. I hate when WWE bring in Hogan, and I hate this. Oh, yeah. that just, Man, that is a very good comparison because I don't be wanting to see Hogan. And I hate this, it every this time. It's very similar. Like, yo, I don't want to see Ric Flair. Every time I hate it so much. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh, Irene C says, if the elite aren't featured more on AWTV, they're the EVPs. Aren't they presumably booking themselves? Who else would be in their way? I don't think that they are. I think there's one man booking the show. I'm sure that they have input on their creative. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I still think that there there is one person that has final say on everything. Mm-hmm. And that's TK, Tony Khan. Um Bullet Club, uh, Alexander Fitzgerald says, Bullet Club Gold interferes in the Omega versus MJF match. Then Wardlow and Samoa Joe even the odds, and they will preview the eight-man tag on Dynamite next week. Oh, okay, good uh, good booking here, Alex. You're saying that you think that Samoa Joe and Wardlow are going to make the save and be the, uh, be the partners for MJF next week. Well, he needs three partners because of 4v4. Ah, who else is it going to be? Who else is it going to be? Kenny I don't, Omega? I don't think that it'll be Wardlow. Um, 
I don't know. Uh, but I can see, I could see, uh, <laughs> I can see Samoa Joe coming out for save and making it seem like what we're friends now. <laughs> um, but I still like we still have all of this devil stuff looming in the background. They've showed yep. the devil um, two or three episodes in a row now, um, ominously staring into the camera. Um, and if I remember correctly, there were four people with the devil that beat down Jay White. Was it mm-hmm. four or was it three? I think it was four people. Yeah, because there was three that were doing the beat down and then the one came at the end. Okay, so there are four people. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what that means. I'm still thinking maybe Wardlow could be a part of this uh, Devil Mask crew because, you know, the numbers are not adding up. Things are aligning. Mm, maybe. Mm. Um, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, Van Twinblade says, Guns beat Max. With uh, Bullet Club Gold interference, Bullet Club Gold do it again later in the night with the Bucks and Hangman coming out to level the play playing field and save Max another form beating via ref bump. Max retains the belt. I'll say Van Twinblade thinks that the Elite are going to be Max's partners. Uh, I could very much see that. I could see uh, I could see it being Max and the Elite versus uh, BC uh, Bullet Club Gold next week. That would at least be a good way to go back to the bullet club gold stuff mm-hmm. um and that would be kind of a star-studded match that we've never seen before right um we got breaking news before we go for it do leon, leon slater just signed with impact wrestling oh let's fucking go leon slater young god i just talked about him on this podcast uh 19 years old amazing talent TNA wrestling, very smart move, adding him to the roster. Like Phil said, they went over to the UK and he was booked in some very high key matches. And I'm sure they were just like, they were going to probably sign him before that. But like, that was probably the test to see how he could do against some of their best. And now he's here. Congrats to that kid, man. Well deserved. That's great. Definitely want to see him over here more in the u.s and just the idea of him in that x division wrestling guys like chris bay trey miguel chris saban Mm. that sounds fire Mm. very much excited for that man shout out to leon slater well deserved young man uh alex Wynn says watching a little behind and i'm just praying for us all Jarrett doesn't go anywhere near flair and (laughs) he's gonna have his way in there somewhere don't do this to us uh, glass <laughs> glass dark gamer says brand splits don't work long term. Look at WWE. Um, I mean, we're based. We're back to a brand split though. We're back to two authority figures. So yeah, we're doing it again. It could work. It could work. Uh, Leonard Aaron's the third says full gear. Jay beats Max. World's end. Max loses in a rematch, and we end in a massive cliffhanger. Three weeks, we all breathe with the switchblade as a truly elite champion. Guns up. Yeah. Phil don't believe that at all. I don't think it's happening. <laughs> I think I think he's gonna retain. I I, I think we're all gonna be upset when he retains. Right. Uh well, Wildebeest. <laughs> well, Max fans might be fine with it. And yeah. I don't hate Max. I, I I enjoy Max's work, but I just think this is a mistake. It's about time, yeah. 
Uh, Wildebeest says, you think Samoa Joe ends up as MJF's ROH tag partner and the Elite teams up with MJF for the eight-man tag, or will MJF tag partners be Joe, Wardlow, and Omega? Wildebeest is kind of on the same line, too. I'm starting to think it's going to be the Elite that's going to be his uh, tag partners for the eight-man match on Dynamite. I don't think he's going to have a tag match at the pay-per-view. I think he's going to beat them in a handicap match. Yeah. He's not not getting a partner for that. It's going to be one-on-two. Yeah. I think that's where we're going. I hope I'm right. wrong. Me too. Uh, Will Chisholm also says, is it me or is AEW having more types of WWE booking? I'm noticing it more and more. Really showed in the Sheeta versus Ruby finish. I think people are downplaying it, though. I Yeah, I thought the, I thought the shenanigans in the women's match was not good. Oh, um, yeah. It was like not that. good. Uh, it, it's so weird because I thought Sheeta and Ruby had a very good match on Rampage. Mm-hmm. Um, but this match, it was just not for me. Um, Unfortunately, I, I didn't care for it. Just shenanigans and plunder. Their stuff. Uh, Leonard Aaron the third says uh, Sonata versus Naito, Okada versus Danielson two, Mox versus Osprey two. Feels mm-hmm. probable for Wrestle Kingdom. Osprey correctly uh, corrected virtually every major loss going back to last year except one. It's Will and Mox at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, the GOK throw in wasn't an accident for Shoda. Um, I feel like it's going to be a very American wrestler to face him to pay off the storyline of him changing the belt to the IWGP United Kingdom belt. And I, I could see it being Mox. I could see, Mox works. Um, but I do think it's going to be like a big Gaijin talent uh, challenging him at Russell Kingdom. <laughs> uh, Delay Gratz says, it's hypocritical to hate Ric Flair because he really does go woo on a bitch. Jokes aside, keep the good work you do. <laughs> Thanks, Shame on you. <laughs> shame, shame on you. Uh, shout out, man. Yo, shout out to Offset, man. Like, uh, I think I think he's had a really good rollout for this album. It, see, it sounds like people like the album. Um, him uh, doing that flex of people going, man, you're going to buy up all the Bapa uh, versions of the Michael <laughs> Jackson. Check. And he's like, nah, I got the real thing. Like, the real one. <laughs> that was a wild flex, man. Shout out to Offset, man. Yeah, shout out to him, too. You haven't heard his album? I haven't, uh, but um, I'm going to check it out. Yeah, me too. Uh, and then I think this is our last super chat of the day. Will Chisholm says, I got to ask WWE to sign two black independent wrestlers. Do y'all know them? So I can see some videos. Oh, it, uh, oh, he said that WWE signs two independent wrestlers. I think he's talking about, uh, they said Jay Malachi and who was the other one? I know of Jay, Jay Malachi. Um yeah. Jay Malachi, both of the guys were on the list. I think it's Jay Malachi, and I'm sad that I don't know the other one. Maybe I'll look it up real quick. But uh, yeah, yeah, um, uh, Jay Malachi, he was on. I just, I think I talked about him when we talked about the BW500 here on the pod. Tremendously talented guy, young guy, also out of the Carolina area. Does a lot of work with Deadlock Pro Wrestling. It's tremendous. Definitely check him out. He goes along those lines too. So. Yeah, I think that's our last group super chat of the day. Everybody that's donated today, y'all are dope. I appreciate y'all. Super cool. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, Jay Malachi is dope, man. Check, mm-hmm. I would check him out. Um, let's see, I believe we have about three more Humper Chats. Let me refresh and make sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, a few more. Uh, yeah. So, see from Wonga, uh, good day, 
Grapsity fellas, uh, got to see Zack Sabre Jr. wrestle three times last weekend uh, here in Sydney and win the PW, PWA Coliseum Tournament. Dude, is fun to watch. Also, the new season is only a few days old, but seeing Jimmy's emo pics on all the apps and highlights is great. Um, <laughs> emo... <laughs> Emo Jimmy is hilarious. I think the fact that he keeps doing this on Media Day so that the NBA is forced to use that picture in his <laughs> render for so the rest funny, of the year. dude. It's like, hilarious. That's, that's such a good bit. Like, I'm going to do this every time so they have to use this weird-ass picture of me. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, very, very funny. Um, But, yeah, no, Zach Sabre Jr. is phenomenal, man. He's been having a great run with the television belt. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Man, jealous that you've gotten to see this guy wrestle so many times this year. Um. What a what a wrestler, man. Uh, appreciate you as always, Wonga. Uh, from Harley Quinn, she says, uh, he or she, sorry. Uh, it's clear that uh, TKC's ROH titles as a consolation prize for people who deserve the titles, but he doesn't want to strap up actual AEW titles, too. I'm not sure if that's true, but um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I just, I would like to see um him using those belts to build up some people on roh as a brand i would like to see those belts more of a focus on those on that brand but i don't know like especially with a guy like eddie kingston like it doesn't really hurt you to put him on roh tv regularly because he's not really on dynamite that much right why not just make him a fixture on roh he's a popular wrestler people want to see him so i don't know i feel like that's where we're going but i don't know uh (laughs) <laughs> and real quick i looked it up uh lucky ali's the other guy he's also ah, okay. kinda, he's involved in that same kind of places that you would see jay malachi also a very tremendously talented wrestler jay malachi lucky ali look both of them up right i uh, see from bizarro big l he says uh if they are going for a hypothetical triple threat for the sting for sting with uh adam and christian but for andrade uh instead of rick flair is this how Black Machizo, Black Machismo makes his appearance? Um, might be an option. Uh, and the Bucks aren't number one contenders. They have a shot anytime they want. But doesn't that make them number one contenders? If they have a, if they have a title shot anytime they want, aren't they number one contenders? Yeah. What are you trying to say, Big Sar? <laughs> uh, why are you trying to confuse us, man? <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? Uh, like, I think so. They can get a shot anytime they want. That makes them number one contenders, right? I'm pretty sure that that's what that means, but I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, from uh, another one from Bizarro Big L, uh, Phil going to disagree about the ring. You are missing the Samoa Joe plot. Uh, Joe is going to help him with the ROH belts, and it's inverse of the Adam story. Uh, Joe pushing him towards a darker side and Max trying to be his friend. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Uh, but uh, Joe only respects power. I'm not sure what that has to do with the ring, though. That does that have to do with the ring? Like, I get what Joe is trying to do. He's trying to subvert uh, the the notion that he needs a friend at the moment. But what does that have to do with the ring? Right. What about why did the he, ring? Why did he need the ring for that storyline? He could have, again, I, I thought he should have lost the ring to Ricky last year. Right. Honestly, uh, I, I think him ha- being a three-time winner was fine, but now it's kind of an overkill. And he could have lost it to Juice, too. Like, what's going on here? I, I knew that wasn't happening after he yeah. did the quarters thing. I, it just right. was no way they were going to do that. Um, right. But I believe that is our last Humper Chat. Um, mm-hmm. I'm always worried, so let me let me refresh to make sure. <laughs> um, in the meantime, though, I appreciate you guys, as always, uh, Sending your super chats and your humper chats. Appreciate you guys for spending your Saturday with us and talking graps. Um, yep. That is our last humper chat. So mm-hmm. 
we are officially finished here um yeah good grab tonight um like i said a uh, new japan strong show tonight um if you want to check that out leave that is on fight um, yep. where the new japan strong shows are usually and of course we mm -hmm. got collision tonight got a big halloween match with uh abaddon going up against akara Shida. we mm -hmm. also have uh AEW World Title Match, MJF versus Kenny Omega. We've got AR Fox versus um, uh, uh, Jay White. We also got uh, House of Black in action. House of Black was running rough shot all last week. Uh, so it seems like they're building to some kind of major storyline for them. So seems like a really exciting ex episode for Collision. I'm excited to see this one. Should be some good wrestling going on tonight with that. I'm sure the main event is going to execute the way that it should, and uh, should be some more developments going on in that front. So, Collision got a hot one tonight. That New Japan show is going to be hot. I'm sure there's basketball on, baseball, football, kind of crazy shit going on tonight. Uh, very packed night. That boxing match is also. I'm going to check that out. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I appreciate y'all for coming along for the ride this Saturday morning. Phil and I talking about the best of the week. It's the best. I love it. Yeah, man. Appreciate you guys as always. You know what it is. This has been Grapsity. I'm Phil Lindsay. And my co-host, Righteous Reg, we are out of here. <laughs>